All right. Welcome to the world of the star system, a solar system nestled somewhere in the world of Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, you five are a band of freelance adventurers with varying backgrounds and varying skill sets who have not met each other yet, but you all share a common connection. A dark elf job broker named Zenith Darkharrow. She goes by Zenny, like Jenny. Uh, each of you have found your way to this planet of Siberus, the planet city cyberpunk Coruscant-esque uh, third from the sun planet in the star system and with varying skill sets and varying um, motivations you have come to her for work and she has hooked you up in the past with some pretty reputable jobs this time uh, and on these jobs you have been assembled into teams with other freelancers based on your skills uh, this time she has assembled the five of you. Now, you are not on Siberus currently. You are all on a station outside of Siberus, one of the orbital stations that catches ships sent from other places and brings them down to the planet of Yunkar. You're waiting in the orbital station for all of you to get onto your shuttle and head to the surface of Yunkar, the junk moon of Siberus. Zenith is standing in the room. Currently, there are six seats with one being occupied and she stands in front of another one. She is a dark elf with dark uh, pinkish skin like almost a lavenderish tint to the gray of her skin and bright, like un almost as if they were glowing under a black light, neon pink eyes. Half of her head has been shaved and woven into the bare skull uh, skin of her head where hair would be is thick glowing pink fibers that match her eyes. Her white hair comes down in a flop over the side and she wears a studded leather biker's jacket with no sleeves and a fluorescent image of a mind flayer's head on a spike on the back. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> she holds a small pad in her hand and uh, she turns to the only other occupant in the room right now, Kryn who is seated in the corner of one of the six chairs of this shuttle and is doing what? Uh, Amber, would you like to describe your character and also tell me how his name is spelled? Yes, so it's capital K-R-1-1 capital N. Uh, I am a Cydron. Uh, Kryn is, oh, I have a picture of him. Maybe I should upload it so you guys can see him. Kryn, is a Cydron, so he has that visor, the black visor that has like the glowing lights, but instead of having like a glowing face underneath the lights, like the eyes, uh, he doesn't have that. He actually has two circles kind of like at his forehead, uh, kind of like a bullseye on his forehead because he was never really programmed with eyes. 
So Sidron's uh, Sidron's uh, express themselves with lights on their visor, and Crins is the loading symbol for Sidron's. He he never got the uh, the software for facial features. That's Aww. right. Okay. That's me... <laughs> Ida homies, I'll send it to general chat. Here you go. This is who you see. So he is sitting in his, he's sitting in his chair, um, absent-mindedly uh, tossing and pulling back a bolt, like a tungsten uh, like bolt for like a gun. He tosses it, and before it hits the ground, he uh, clicks it back to his hands, and it just teleports from one side of the room to the next. And he's absent-mindedly throwing it and catching it before it can hit the ground. He has uh, a very interesting look to him. None of his pieces match. And when I say pieces, I mean his clothing. Even though he's a robot, he is wearing a, like a wine red vest with brass buttons that are all mismatched. He's got leather straps all over his fine, like finely uh, tailored pants that are like slacks for church. And he wears just plain black, like polished shoes. Uh, and these straps that he has, uh, these leather belts and stuff, look like they're from different colored, different animaled leathers that have been like fixed and mended and then like put back together with like mismatched buckles. And two holsters sit on either side of his hips that have like strange gear mechanisms attached to them and a big old uh, soldered together rifle on his back. He's leaning forward, just throwing his bolt and like, like catching it again with his teleport, like teleportation magic in this little bolt. Um, that's just sort of what he's doing. He's waiting. Oh, he also has like tempered steel plates that he's salvaged that he's put up around his arm and on his knee, I think, on the picture, uh, as sort of a makeshift armor. Awesome. So Kryn is sitting in the corner. You guys can hear me good? <laughs> Great. So Kryn is sitting in the corner. You see he's got a little uh, steel marble that he'll chuck. And before it hits the ground, he'll pop it back into his hand, chuck it, pop it back into his hand. Coming through the doorway with just a heft of a body, you see a figure that starts humanoid and then becomes horse-like at the bottom. Clomp, 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 um, <laughs> You You see uh, Zenny look down on her pad. Ah, yes, our tank. Welcome aboard, mister. And uh, Forrest, will you... Uh, describe your character and also tell me how his name is spelled. Uh, yes, so uh, just put S-I as his name. So... C. <laughs> for us Spanish speakers, yes. No, nah, it's... So his name is Sai. Um, his real name is Siberus. No, sorry, not Siberus, Siberius. Uh, but he goes by Sai, so as not to confuse people with the name of the planet. Um, you see, he has a, his horse body is a, it's like a dark black with a, uh, 
with like a white tail, but the tail is kind of like, um, how do I describe it? It's, it's kind of like in waves, kind of like how waves like overlap each other, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, or like dust clouds. Um, and he has, he's black and he has white stockings uh, uh, for his feet. And it goes up to like a navy blue um, man. And he has a bit of a scruffy beard with um, two huge arms. And you see he has a couple of long swords at his sides. And he has a great sword with a huge hilt. Um, The hilt is actually out of bone um, that sticks over kind of the top of his back. And he... Um, yeah, he just, he just comes clomping in and, um, you also see he has, um, some half plate on with, um, with, uh, it shows a scent, it shows like a mini centaur with like clouds rolling behind him, um, kind of like a dust storm following this centaur and, uh, yeah, so you see him kind of clomp in, and uh, he looks up and addresses, oh, uh, Zenny. Siberius, it's good to see you again. I'd offer you a chair, but I don't know if any of them fit your unique physicality. Luckily, the shuttle has standing room available. Just uh, feel free to make yourself at home. We're still waiting on four... Three, three other members of the party. At the first sight of anyone who isn't Miss Zenith, Crin stands up and takes on like a respectful pose so that, you know, you feel like you're welcomed. Siberius, uh, this is Crin. He will be your guide on the planet Yunkar. He's a native. And uh, as you uh, make your way into the shuttle, behind you, uh, almost more gliding than walking, uh, not just because of the unique race, but because of years of training and skill in the martial abilities. Um, you have already put your name up, Azure Storm. Thank you, Aaron. Um, will you describe to me uh, your character? And uh, you've already told me their name. So t- tell me what Azure looks like walking onto the shuttle. All right. You see a uh, bit of a average physique uh, woman. Uh, The main difference about her is her bright uh, sky blue skin, almost cyan. Uh, And she has uh, shoulder length hair, uh, kind of a deep blue cobalt. Uh, And you can see a crystal embedded in her uh, throat, sort of like a permanent uh, necklace uh, with a collar around it. She's wearing a, a very simple uh, and loose um, kind of open shirt. Uh, I'm not sure what the word is for it. Um, I guess a gi, kind of like with a V uh, shape to it. Like and a baggy monk shirt that goes over like a Jedi's robes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's um, kind of tied by a sash around her waist uh, in which is tucked a small uh, sketchbook and some other bare bones possessions. Uh, she has um, with her a staff that looks like uh, 
part of it, part of the exposed uh, center of it is made out of crystal. And as soon as she sees Kryn, uh, she pulls out her notebook and rushes over. Excuse me, do you mind if I do some sketch work? Oh, not at all. You may take as many as you wish. And she begins uh, to sketch out some of the robotic features of uh, Kryn. And uh, she looks down and uh, she she looks down, she goes, ah, oh, yes, Azure, it's good to have you. And you go right past her and she goes, aboard our shuttle. Uh, the monk is aboard. Um, oh, wonderful. And she looks up and you see, uh, following her gaze, uh, another woman is walking onto the ship, uh, but of a very different hue than Azure Storm. This woman even seems to have uh, horns and a, uh, a, a uh, well, I'll, I'll stop there. Uh, Jacob, does she actually have horns? Uh, she does, though okay. she- You might not be seeing. You may not be seeing those. Okay, okay, okay. So bef before I give any other false descriptions, walking in, uh, Jacob, will you describe your character and tell me her name and spelling? Yes, uh, that is, uh, there you see Innocence Keats. Uh, let me find the trouble. Oh, is this the character you've been telling us about? Like innocence? Like I've, innocence? I've altered her because the setting and I but the the build is very much what I wanted the innocence to be like. So it's it's uh, another rendition of her that I'm just as excited to play. Oh, um, I'm very excited. So innocence What's your last name and how's it spelled? Keats K E A T S. Okay, is that good? Is your name good? Yes. All good. right, give us the juicy <clears throat> What is this girl like? Uh, so you, you see it's some, um, um, in all honesty, pretty mundane looking uh, kind of uh, pilots slash uh, general like city smugglers guard so kind of like a little vest uh long pants oh i got kind of a general picture uh of the the basic outfit with some other things here but i'll put that into the discord here oh i love um, her so uh white uh kind of kind of pale skin a little bit of a uh, a plump face, uh, like kind of roundish um, black hair. Um, the outfit kind of mostly brown and has some like red uh, accents and signatures. Um, uh, single backpack over her shoulder and uh, with the appearance of uh, no weapons on her entirely. Uh, though, uh, though she does have them, they are layered underneath the, a, uh, layered underneath the disguise self spell. Mm, okay. So she looks human. She looks very human, kind of like generally forgettable, uh, okay. in, in a lot of plain mundane ways, though, um, 
she does look like a kind of your average uh, human adventurer. There's nothing too special about her appearance here, uh, though she has the capability to do uh, to make herself look like a ton of crazy things. So I believe it. Okay, so a, a fairly nondescript, apparently unarmed human steps aboard, and uh, you see. Uh, um, you see Zenny look and sort of squint for a second and then uh, she waves her hands in the air and some sparkles sort of blink out of her eyes magically and then she gets a big smile and she goes ah innocence welcome aboard please take a seat anywhere um, this is Kryn he will be your guide this is uh, he'll nod <laughs> This is Sai, he will be our muscle, and Azure Storm is our uh, dexterity, our monk for the evening. Um, party, this is innocence. And uh, she gestures you in. I lean over to Corinne and I say, <clears throat> I don't like the look of this. I don't like, I don't like her. She wrote <laughs> me the wrong way already. <laughs> you, uh, you just see she kind of smirks at the group and goes over and starts to get kind of strapped into her seat, uh, kind of just entertained by the interaction between the uh, clearly like monk way out of the element, studying a robot <laughs> and just all these little uh, and entertaining details. Uh, yep, 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 yep. Um, so I was giving you the stink eye as you like go and sit down like. <laughs> oh, she's, she's giving me a, just a smirk. I've and, uh, worked with plenty of adventurers. They may surprise you. Not often what they seem. Lastly, um, you see uh, Zenny is sort of looking up at her pad and looking out uh, into the doorway beyond, into the uh, space station, where people are walking back and forth. And she she's going, there is another one. Is ah, there you are. And uh, Marin, Marin, how do I pronounce Marin. that? It's Marin, Marin Birk. <laughs> Marin Birk. Marin, good to see you. Please come aboard. We haven't left yet. And uh, describe to us uh, Marin Birk. Okay, so as he walks up, you see a sea elf who is like of an average, pretty thin build, mostly covered by a rather dull looking cloak um he has bluish green skin with almost pearly white eyes that as he walks in he like kind of like looks over everyone kind of making note and then going back to zenith he has kind of black slight looks like slightly messy like he kind of like ran his fingers through it a couple times just kind of just thinking um the only thing you really see of notice that isn't covered by the cloak is the spear attached to his back that has these little like cracks through it that almost look like gears. That's more just a style preference. But are his ears traditional elfin or are they like the ocean triprong um, like kind of fish? They're traditionally elfin. Okay. And um, did you mention skin color? Are you like yeah, he's, he's like, like a uh, bluish green, like um, if you like see like the shallow waters at the beach, kind of like that color. 
Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. And she goes, wonderful. And that is everyone, Azure, Sai, Kryn, Marin, and Innocence. Fantastic. And she see she clicks a button on the top of her pad and sticks it into a little pouch at her side. Um, you see she waves her hands through the air, tracing some sort of unseen sigil as it leaves no marks. And uh, you hear a voice over the ship. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yes, shuttle. Can you please take us down to the Strongweld Keep? It will be done. And the the door shuts. And you guys feel, uh, as you dock, disembark from the dock of the space station, for a brief moment, you uh, are untethered from the uh, magical gravity of the space station, and your stomach starts to float up into your belly for a second, and then... Uh, and then the ship engages its own gravity. You fall back down into your seat like normal. Um, you see from the windows behind you the large, uh, almost dreidel-shaped space station sitting above Yunkar disappears at surprising speed, considering it doesn't feel like you guys have moved very fast at all. But out the window, you can see it just... As the large planet of Yunkar approaches below you. Um, Zenny stands there and she says, all right, I'm very glad to have gathered you all together for this exciting mission. I have to say, I assembled somewhat of an A-team of my list considering uh, what we're after today. Now, as is par the norm, I don't have all of the details on the specific device in question, but I can tell you exactly what it looks like, which is actually more than most times. Our patron was very specific that this item will be retrieved. And you see she holds in her hand um, a minor um, illusion. What's that? What's the, what's the spell? Minor yeah, image? Mi- minor, minor illusion, yeah. You're talking about. Yeah, a minor illusion of a, it looks like a D8. It is an eight-sided uh, device that is looks. Uh, it, it's sort of not an exact to color thing. It's it's a little bit yeah yeah, uh, but it's got these beautiful golden carvings intricate on it. Uh, some sort of well, I mean, yeah, some sort of ancient um, elven or other race has carved these beautiful lines and each of the eight sides have a scene on it. Um, there is a scene of a, a fire on one side, a great tree on one side, a gear on one side. Uh, you see what looks like a lump, uh, some sort of upside down U, you're not sure what that is. Uh, a seashell on one side and uh, a those like shrines, those little Japanese shrines. You also see uh, what looks like a side that has just been raked. Whatever image was on this side of the eight has been raked off. And uh, you also see a pretty clear representation of the sun, uh, a circle with the lines coming out like a, like 
the flags entangled or any generic sun. So there are eight sides and it spins slowly, this beautiful golden contraption with, with holes in it uh, that looks like something might be plugged in or threaded through this device. Zenny says, we are not to be told precisely what this object does, but it is a powerful magical item that we have been hired to fetch for our patron. The job, while relatively straightforward, may not prove easy. This shuttle is going to take you down to Strongweld Keep, the keep at the center of the only settlement upon Yunkar, Knox Edge. Kryn here is a local who lives in Knox Edge. Once you arrive there, you will travel north into the demon spines and you will search for an ancient, um, how did they put it, spaceship. To use the exact words, an ancient spaceship that has been buried, our patron believes, beneath the junk uh, dunes surrounding the spine of Orcus. Uh, Kryn, as a local of Yunkar, you would know the spine of Orcus is um, very dangerous. Everywhere on Yunkar is dangerous, but the spine of Orcus is especially dangerous. Uh, it's named so because it looks like a couple of like skyscrapers were dropped here and then broke. So they look like a great beast spine, like a dragon sitting in the mounds. It looks like maybe Orcus fell and his undead spine is these great skyscrapers that sit jagged as they were dropped from orbit onto this planet. Um, it is filled with all of the normal monsters, but one thing is it is also inhabited by the Dark Elf clans of Yunkar. And the Dark Elf clans have not typically been ones to negotiate with people, though they have occasionally traded. Most of the time they're a capture first and then ask questions never and no one ever sees these people again. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so my light, uh, the light on my head, the buffering symbol turns uh, orange. Uh, is she still giving the rundown? Um, she is, but she sees your blink orange and it catches her eye. She turns, uh, yes, Kryn? Uh, Miss Zenith, may I ask for a word? Granted. And I'm going to walk up beside her, take her by the arm and turn her away. Say, are you quite sure that this is, these people are up for this sort of challenge? Not many come back from Orcus, the spine of Orcus, you know this. I can't be responsible for losing a few. I understand. And if, Everyone who accepted the mission understands the stakes. And I believe the reward will be quite worth your while. Um, if you wish not to, I will respect your wishes and find another guide. I know a number of you no, no. guides. You, you misunderstand. I, I apologize. Perhaps if I had more of a way to emote, I could have explained this better. They could be lost on this journey. I wish not to lose any lives. You know, my, I like to keep my track record clean. It's one of the reasons 
I chose you for this mission, Kryn. You have the best track record of any of the guides of Yunkar. And assuming this device is worth the trouble our patron is putting in to try and achieve it, you may find yourself well tested by your ability to uh, return everyone safely. But I believe in you. And uh, One more thing. With a job of this brevity and danger, we may need some insurance on this team. I would feel more at ease if we were allotted some form of healing potion or ability. I mean, myself, I'm, I'm not worried for myself, but a few of these seem lighthearted. Well, as per the norm, there will be a portion of your winnings, your reward, awarded beforehand as a per diem for the completion of your task. I'm going to say this to everyone as she turns and repeats it. Um, Kryn has expressed some concern about the danger of the task, and so I have to, inf I will inform you all that of this reward, you will be given 10% uh, to spend in the settlement before we go down. Uh, the reward for this particular quest is a thousand platinum upon delivery. And that will mean you will be given 100 platinum as a pre-mission stipend to purchase whatever you might need. They have a number of small shops on Yunkar in Knox Edge. Uh, I wish you the best of luck in finding good healing implements. Um, but uh, does, does, does that answer some of your concerns, Kryn? And if any of you else have concerns or questions, you're free to ask them, though maybe wait until after I have explained the mission a little bit. If I, if I may say one thing. Of course, Innocence, please. Kryn, is it? Kryn, is it? This is correct, man. I do very well uh, to compliment you. You're very good at underestimating your teammates here, which shows that whatever natives we do come in contact with will likely do the same. Thank you for pointing out one of our greatest strengths. I apologize for any uh, inconvenience I may have expressed. Um, I, I merely wish to keep you safe. Well, that is the job of everyone, to become safe and rich. Which brings me to our next portion. The 90% of this reward that you are all here to collect for your funding of your various endeavors, or just living, um, will not be given until after the device has been delivered to me, I have delivered it to the patron, picked up the money, and then dispersed it amongst the five of you. And so if you would like a quick payment, you will bring it back to me. I will be stationed on Yunkar in the uh, Strongweld Keep waiting for you with the mayor of the town. And 
you are to be you will be given these and she holds her hand out and then you see she summons five little acorn sized uh little uh flat like transponders with the little knob on top you can click to speak into and they float out to the five of you little like like little cot badges or little walkie talkies what a strange communication device technology never ceases to amaze me thank you i made them myself these are bound to each other and bound to mine right here you can use them to communicate with one another just mentally will which receiver you would like or all and uh speak into it and your voice will be carried to the shoulder of whoever you wish or belt or wherever you attach it to your person um this will help us communicate with each other and communicate with uh, me and i have one with the patron of the progress of things i will not be able to provide much assistance beyond answering questions but the idea is Kryn is here to answer any questions you have about the planet and your various skill sets should keep you safe from the various dangers if i built this team correctly um when you travel northward you will be met with a number of obstacles likely um your goal is to try to find the our patrons seem to think it was underground or in some junk tunnels, uh, this large ancient spaceship. And within it, somewhere on board, is this uh, eight-sided contraption. You are to collect it and make the journey back to Strongworld. From there, I will collect it, receive your reward, give it to you, and you can all go on your merry days. Shouldn't go off without a hitch. I am interested in the magical properties of this said artifact. Do you have any knowledge of what it is capable of? Well, I understand it is very ancient. I understand it is very powerful. Um, I do not believe it was intended, at least from the brief synopsis I was given by our patron, I do not believe it was intended to do damage. Uh, like it won't summon fireballs or uh, giant monsters to do battle with you, though there may be some of those in the ancient spaceship already. I, I don't think they'll be coming from this device. I, it, was in, it was made clear to me that the device doesn't do damage and therefore should not be damaged. Our patron is very specific on having the device functional and untouched found and kept exactly as found for the trip back to their manor. That comforts me. You do not need worry. I have much experience taking good care of important magical artifacts. Wonderful. It's one of the reasons I selected you for our team. Uh, suddenly, you uh, the ship that has been smooth sailing thus far as the space station disappeared behind it starts to get rumbly and you you glance out the little porthole windows on the side and you see atmosphere the blackness of space disappearing into a a thick uh wally-esque yellow fog smog that you are descending through um you see orbiting this planet there is a number of uh, just floating pieces of junk, like Wally, but they don't all look like 
um, like satellites. They're just, you see pieces of ship, uh, old stones. Some of them are like still like asteroids. Some of them are moving. You see a small little turret on the front of the ship is just like shooting with laser and melting things before they impact the ship. As the ship lowers into the atmosphere, you're all shaking, sigh, you kind of like sway to the side a little bit, your horse hooves clopping against the metal of the floor. And uh, you come through this cloud cover. Uh, it is just thick yellow miasma all through the windows. And as you breach the bottom and uh, you see some of the air, you are greeted with Yunkar. It is junk as far as the eye can see in every direction. From this high up, you can see the curvature of this moon, and it is a junkyard. There is piles, mounds, dunes, hills, an almost natural landscape made up entirely of junk. You squint a little bit, and some of these piles appear to move and shift a little bit. Um, you're not sure what that's about unless you want to investigate further, but directly beneath you, it appears that the junk has been like pushed to the side on these big sloping hills with uh, little trails that are almost like canyons that have been cut between them. There is a, a shanty town surrounding a modest sized keep with large welded iron walls. And it has a small two platform uh, shuttle reception area out in the front yard of this keep. On the top of this giant wall, it's probably a three-story welded iron wall. You see a few kind of ragtag looking guards um, doing a perimeter with literally like a pole with a jagged piece of rusted metal welded to the end. Um, on their chest, you see there is a, uh, it looks like a gear with rivets on it that appears to be the the insignia of the strong weld and standing out with um, her hands behind her back is a stout strong halfling woman standing on the port the porch of this modest sized keep waiting for your um, shuttle to come down uh, you hear a voice over the intercom initiating landing initiating landing and you uh see the ship begin to fall. And before, before you land, um, Zenny turns to you. Do you have any other questions for me or about our journey? I, I hope I was clear in the short amount of time I was able to give you this mission. I understand the details are a little foggy, but that's why I chose you. If anyone can do it, it's the five of you. So you're saying that we have to keep this thing like, it, it can't get hit at all? Ideally, yes. If you can, and it won't be that big. I, it'll be somewhere between uh, an apple and a watermelon. Are you referring to the magical device or our communication equipment? The little uh. communicating thing. Oh, well, if you break that, I won't be replacing it, but it won't mean the mission has failed. <laughs> that is uh, a somewhat of a gift 
an insurance that I would like to see this mission accomplished because it would make uh, all of us significantly more wealthy than we currently are. And so that was uh, a gift of mine to ensure goodwill and success. If you break it, I'm not replacing it. Yes, I understand that. But so is it fragile or is it not fragile? It's fairly fragile. I mean, it's made of metal, but she looks at you and sort of does like a once over of your like muscled centaur form. And she goes, you could probably break it. Mm. This is so okay. You're holding it up. You're, like your fingers are right in the skin like the clock. So uh with <laughs> so he just goes, mmm. Okay. And he just sticks it in his beard. It just <laughs> yes. I, I do not have a beard to stick this into. Could someone help me with the application of this device? I'm Prin not sure. immediately uh, watch, walks up, pulls out like string and wire and starts like crafting you like a bracelet for it. Oh, thank you. I must say, uh, I've seen a few Warforged on Siberus, but I've never seen so, one so sleek as you. I did some sketches what kind of warforged are you, if I don't, if you don't mind me asking? I, I do not mind at all. Uh, I believe that I am something called a Sidron. A Sidron? I've never heard of such a thing. Um, I believe we come from Siberus and primarily from Siberus. Hmm. And do you have a soul? That's an amazing question. Perhaps we'll find out. Thank you again. Wonderful. Testing, testing. Hello. <laughs> you guys all here. Testing, testing. Hello. Can, can you, can you hear? Is this, okay. Um, okay. And he just kind of puts his beard back down and. Okay. Lauren's just going to like attach it onto their um, glove that they have and just kind of like push it into their glove and keep it in there. <laughs> You just awesome. yes oh, yeah go ahead. Uh, innocence is is already attached, um, but not visible. Do you put on your horn? Yeah, you, you don't know. <laughs> I don't know that, but you know, meta gaming. <laughs> you you don't know. You don't know. All right, I'm gonna share with you um, the map of Noxedge. So this is the basic layout of the city that you see as you um, fall through the sky uh, slowly towards Strongweld. You can see Strongweld is in the center right. Uh, the keep, those walls are, uh, you're landing within the yard of those walls. Can you all see this okay? Mm -hmm. Perfect. Um, uh, unless anyone else wanted to ask Zenny, any questions? Um, did it, did anyone else want to ask her any questions? I'll I'll ask her a question. Okay. Now this is less out of doubt, but simply as was brought before, insurance. Say the job is complete, and 
Say I don't make it out. Am I to understand that those funds can be distributed to someone else? You may request that. I would like to request that. She pulls the pad out and uh, she says, I can take that information now or you could privately speak it to me over your communicator at some point. All right. And uh, she'll go ahead and cast message and just beam that information over. Uh, it is, okay. it's information to uh, a, I think I know who you're sending it to. Okay. Okay. I probably. think we're on, we're on the same page. It's probably. Cast. You see, she, she waits for you to speak for a second, and then you cast message. You speak into the little wire, and her, her long elfin ears perk up a little bit. Understood. And she writes something down on her little pad, sticks it in her pocket. Um, the shuttle lands with a thud. <laughs> You all sort of are jostled a little bit and unclick out of your harnesses. Um, the door, the back door opens, and like uh, when Wally opens the back door of his little place and the, the light and the dust sort of rolls in, you see yellow light and a little bit of dust roll in to the uh, thing, and beyond you see the uh, dirt courtyard of the Shrongweld Keep. It is the cleanest place on Yunkar, and it is, that's not saying much. Tall, three-story iron walls with no railings and no guards, just wall flat on top with little towers. Um, have a few guards, maybe five, ten guards with these welded implements walking around the top. Standing with her hands behind her back like a captain on a ship or someone proper waiting for company, you see a small halfling woman, Mare Strongweld of the Strongweld Keep. She is a short, stout, um, thick-built halfling woman with one arm and three robot appendages. You see she has two robot legs, one robot arm, and just like a corner of her head, skull and all backwards, is all cybertronic um, and she's got a glowing orange eye like the one from treasure planet that's constantly shifting and moving and it's light bathes over you my light flashes yellow with surprise i don't think i've actually seen her before you probably haven't the strong welds don't really interact much with the rest of nox edge hmm. zenny Good to meet you. These are, uh, what did you say, all-star party members? Yes, um, these they are, and I have told them that I will be here in your keep uh, throughout my stay here, waiting for the job to be finished. Um, they expressed concern with acquiring healing implements. I understand you and the keep probably have more than most uh, would they have access to those storehouses? And you see she looks up and she goes, if this job wasn't bringing so much money to Knox Edge, sure, but you're not paying friendly prices. 
market standard or whatever my store keep tells you is the price. Please come off the shuttle. And uh, if no one else has welcomed you, welcome to Yunkar, the place where things go to be thrown away and they just quit dying. And uh, go ahead. You, you step off and see around you this dusty, like Wally wasteland. Everyone looks dirty and ragged and uh, almost everyone has something robot about them. Even if they have all four limbs, they might have like some implement built into their shoulder with like a little robotic eye camera looking around behind their back. To, uh, to alert them if something's sneaking up, or they might have, there's a number of things, but almost everyone you see has technology as a part of their body. Um, Azure, what were you gonna say? I'm afraid I'll never get used to space travel. Excuse me, powerful looking cyborg lady. Are you the leader here? Well, I'm about as close to a leader as this place has got. So it seems mostly Yunka is very angry or an angry place. I don't well, this sense is much balance here. Life here rages against the machine. Literally, look around. And uh, the people who end up here don't end up here because they chose to be here. They end up here because they got thrown away. I turn my back and I kind of walk off kind of towards back towards Miss Zenith. Just a little bit, I'm gonna keep my distance. Did you guys hear possible. that well? Cause that cut up, that cut out for me. I heard, I heard that. Yeah, I heard that. Hey, will you say it again for me, please? Um, Crane is going to just sort of kind of turn away and edge closer towards Miss Zenith, sort of trying to keep distance from this conversation. Okay. Um, but you lucky few have come here with the means to escape. This shuttle right here uh, is not a luxury that is typically afforded to the people of Yunkar. That's why it's staying within these walls and I've tripled the guard for uh, the duration of your stay. And you like, you do some mental math and like 10 tripled, that's like three normally. Um, but she seems proud to have mustered so much manpower on Yukar. Impressive. Uh, she she kind of smiles despite herself at that and she goes, I've run a tight ship around here within these walls. Got oh, a, I can tell. Gotta keep us safe. Well, in any case, um, <laughs> if you need anything, try to find a way to resolve it without coming to me, but you may use me as a last option. Inside my keep, you can find my storehouse and the store master will take care of uh, your shopping needs. If you don't find what you need there, maybe somewhere in Smoke Village, you'll find what you need. Thank and you for your hospitality. Thank you so much. I hope you, you. and the people of Yunkar can find balance. Yeah. 
Zenny, you chose some uh, very uh, polite individuals. You should choose more people like these guys, not like the last guys. And you see, they sort of turn away and start talking together. And the last thing you hear is, have you heard back from them yet? <laughs> no, I haven't. Uh, turning away, I'm going to like Great look over at the walls and like silently measure how tall they are. Three stories, so about 30 feet. Yeah, I could clear that. Uh, Innocence is going <laughs> to walk towards Kryn. <laughs> Um, oh no! <laughs> wherever innocence goes, Sai goes the opposite way. <laughs> Does not like her. Kryn perks up at your uh, at your approach and turns to face you. Did you know that we're the second group here? At least second or third. There are other folks before us. Well. There are many adventurers who come down to Yunkar to seek their fortune. However, I did not know much of this particular mission, and so I suppose the answer is no. I did not know of others that have been lost in the dunes. Though if we find them, I would like to see them back safely. So we are not the A team then, we're the B team here. You could think of it that way, but Comparisons like such could drive one insane. Walk with me. What are you capable of? <laughs> and she's going to walk towards the, oh, no. the shop. <laughs> towards you, the shops? You, yep. uh, you head into the manor. Uh, all you were told was inside there is a storehouse that you can use as a shop. Um, you head into the manor and you see it looks like like someone was trying to build a nice, uh, almost a Victorian keep out of car-sized Legos that have been <laughs> wielded together and are rusty and have dirt and grime and oil gathering in the corners and pooling on the ground. Um, some guards in the uh, guards, some servants in the same, the same dirty tabard with the gear with the rivets on it uh, rough rush about and uh, you see there is somewhat of an activity somewhat of activity in here but looking around this place probably doesn't have more than 20 attendants which is not large as a keep goes um, it's about the size of one of those large old Virginia mansions um, you step inside and the storehouse is pretty apparent. There is a sort of a foyer in front of you with some stairs that step up, a hallway that goes down. On your left, there is a closed door that appears to be some sort of servant's quarters. And on your right, there is a larger open door. And from it, you can smell uh, the somewhat... Uh, sickly sweet scent of food going bad uh, uh, wafting out mingling with the dirty air that smells of motor oil um one of you, you uh turn the corner and peek your head in and you see a large fat human bent over a little case uh showing more butt crack than back clothes 
just like, oh, what's in here? And uh, as you step around the corner, he sort of cocks his head, stands straight up and turns around. You see, you see behind his back, um, who's got the highest natural perception? I have a 16. Her. Her. Yeah, that's not me. Mm-mm. I have a 14, yeah, no. Minus the 16. Okay, Kryn, with a 16, without even really looking, you uh, you see there is, there's a small, um, you see there is a small, like, chicken, what they, I want to say dumpling, no, you hold it, drumstick, um, a small chicken drumstick with a couple bites out of it that he quickly whoosh, puts behind his back, doesn't do much to hide the fact, you see he's a portly human with a, uh, a long Brigham Young-esque neck beard and um, double chins that are visible, the, the double chin starts and then the beard starts, he's got a, <laughs> he's got a big flat nose and uh, you see... Yeah. He's got, um, both of his ears are, are missing, and in their place, there are little metal discs that have been welded to the side of his head um, that look ear-ish. And uh, he turns around and goes, oh, I don't recognize you. What are you doing here? I hate to interrupt your meal, uh, though. Oh, I wasn't eating. I was, um, see, I'm the, I'm the storekeeper. I'm also the head chef. It was... Uh, Quality assurance. Had to make there sure. There's no disrespect in maintaining sustenance, sir. You see, he glances down at his huge gut and he goes, "Yep, just maintaining sustenance. That's all." <laughs> well, my, my query and I, we wish to purchase. Well, um, I'm assuming if you're in here, you're either got permission to be here or you're way too dangerous for me to be asking questions about so uh my name's marfolo like marfolio without the e marfolo like anyways name's marfolo i'm the storekeeper uh what you need and he sort of relaxes a bit and you see he's he uh he chucks the the two bites out of a drumstick into the small chest and then shuts it with his foot. Shall shall I begin, or do any of you wish to step in front? Go ahead, human woman. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, human woman. <laughs> I'm sorry. Have I somehow offended you? I just don't know how I feel about you yet. As he, like, sort of, like, clop, clop. I mean, <laughs> clop, clop. <laughs> like, inching closer, but just... <laughs> clop, clop. You know what? That was actually kind of rude of me. What was your name? Miss Keats. Oh, okay, okay. Go ahead, Miss Keats. Thank you. I'd like to purchase some healing potions. Um, how much would two go for? Two healing potions? Oh, you, I'm assuming you're, uh, and you see he sort of like messes with his uh, upper lip that is still slick with the uh, the oil of the chicken. <laughs> well, 
Them's pretty rare up in here. I've only got four um, going price planet sides around 50 gold. So in keeping with the typical upcharges for luxury goods from planet side, we'll say uh, 100 gold a pop. Oh, <sighs> that's a little thick for skin here. I can't imagine that the price has seemingly doubled. But at the same time, I do understand you are an entrepreneur, and these are imported goods. I deal with imports and exports myself. I understand the logistics of economics here. So oh, yes, Lo uh, logistics of economics. Yes, you're you're quite an intelligent individual. I can see. Oh, stop it! Um, don't. I just, I'm just a humble man trying to make his way in a, in a rough world, that's all. You see, I could maybe do, he said, a hundred of them. Could you perhaps deal with a, a discount, get closer to maybe 80 gold for a single? Make a persuasion check. The first roll of the campaign! Yeah. Let's go! Uh, hold on. Gotta make sure I got my Wicked Modifier. Uh, that is a 25. Wow. wow! You see, he sort of scratches his neck and he goes... Speaking economically, of course. Oh. Well, I've always been interested in, um... Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur manureship and the nomics that you were talking about. Um, fine. We'll go with 80 apiece, but no lower. We've got of to keep not. the lights on around here. Of course. I would not want to scam you. This is uh, a fair transaction. She puts 80 gold on there. And um, I, I do want to be able to I, I do love the atmosphere within here. I imagine it's far worse outside these walls. Um, do you happen to have a filtered mask of sorts? I would like to be able to survive to drink this potion outside the walls, if you understand. A mask? I've never considered wearing one. Well, within the walls, I assume it's better than out there. Who's probably. Um... I'll confession you up a mask. Um, I put a two, I put a gold piece on there right in front of him. I think in these conditions it might be prudent that we all wear masks, and perhaps stay a certain number of feet apart. <laughs> <laughs> it's too real. Uh, you see, Marfolo sort of stroke his neck beard yeah. and tug on it a little bit, and he goes. I could make you uh, some sort of face covering. Um, I'll tell you what. We got some welders that just died a couple of days ago, and uh, their full face coverings. I could uh, I could retrofit them for you. They they got little filters for smoke, so they can weld and breathe at the same time. I could probably get you guys some of those, and maybe just. Undocking the uh, the the visor so you could look around. 
Um, but uh, he looks down at the co- coin and goes, I put five more on there. Five get more? His eyes get bigger. Closer. He goes, Yeah, yeah, I could get those to you. Um, well, f- for sure. Uh, five coins for five masks. Sounds good. And reaches out her hand, understanding that this is going to be a dirty, greasy grip. He uh, he snatches the coins, the five coins meant for him, and yeah. uh, he puts a big, thick, sausage-fingered hand into yours. It claps like a wet hand and shakes with you. She gives a great smile, uh, a seemingly genuine. Uh, <laughs> you are special. You show respect where it has been earned. Oh, I like you. I'm... What's your name? Oh, you can call me Miss Keats. And, um... Miss Keats. Do, could you do me one more favor? Possibly. And you see, he and... leans to the side and goes, like, knuckle deep into his nose. Yeah, uh, she leans in. Oh, ew. Could you take good care of my associates here as well? And is going to pop one more gold into there. He looks up. He looks at you. He leans forward and tries to whisper. He goes, I don't think I'm strong enough to take care of them. They, oh. they... She, she gives a loud laugh. Like just, <laughs> no, no. Um, you're an entrepreneur. These are customers. Do treat them as kind as you have treated me, okay? Kind. He looks at the coin as if he's like, did I just accept the world's cheapest hit? Or is this person crazy? (laughs) Like, he's like, kindness. Right. Do not kill them. Is this this coin is not to kill them? You just the opposite. <laughs> the opposite of not killing them is killing. No, the, them. the opposite of killing them being not oh, killing. Them. Oh man! Yeah. I'm sorry. We're getting into grammar here. When you got into this and you said <laughs> entrepreneur, I, I thought I wasn't going to be able to keep up. <laughs> um. With with that, um, she's gonna kind of lean back. Uh, let whoever's next in line uh, do their own purchasing. He, he pockets the extra coin. He stands up, puffs his chest out, and loudly says, "I am going to take care of all of you and be very kind." He like shoots an eye towards Unison and like puts a thumb up, like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. just a, you know, good old thumbs up." Oh, when, that's going to be way easier than trying to kill you. No, not that I would. Totally. When, would. Whenever he's not looking, she's going to press to digitate the grease off of her hand. <laughs> yeah. He turns to say that to the group, and you just see Innocence sort of like flick her hand, and the grease magically separates from it. And um, Yeah, so we agreed upon price for healing potions, the standard ones, is... 80 gold pieces a pop. I've got three left. I've also got everything you could find in a general store, albeit at a little bit of a price increase. And I am not going to kill you. 
I don't could, think I could. I highly doubt you could kill me. Well, I was thinking the same thing, looking at those big muscles of yours. But in case the thought had crossed my mind, I have this gold coin telling me not to, I think. Okay, I love your character, Jacob, so much right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my face has just been going shades of purple because I'm so confused. Prince over there just like, I feel like this is all very unnecessary, but I'm not going to say anything. This is so interesting. Also, Crin, <laughs> not scared. all of the shopkeeps here are like this. The ones that you know from the Smoke Village um, are not quite so oafish. But Which is probably why I'm so confused. <laughs> you're like, how's this guy still alive in here? And I'm just enjoying this uh, show, like, leading on my staff, just like, hmm, this is... This right, is so um, I've got health potions. I've got... Um, sticks and welding <laughs> implements ammunition um got food um, I'll, uh step up and hand him the allotted 80 gold for a health potion righto um and you see he he goes will there be any more i've got two two left i don't like to carry much on me but i suppose i could take one if uh well, Either of you don't mind. One for you, and then uh, you, Mister, or you, Mister Blue Man, Horseman. Do either of you uh, want a health potion? Uh, I I turn over to Sai, and I'm like, I you can go ahead and uh, take it. It's that's all right. I just uh, Sai just like looks back, kind of like flexes his muscles a little bit, like. <clears throat> I don't need a health potion. I'll put down another oh. 80 because I am going to take as many as I can get my I, hands on. I think there's a limited amount. There are four. Um, and you have purchased all four. So two for Kryn. Um, okay. So you guys are, he goes, all right, one, two, three, four. And no general goods. You guys have all of that. I really like to keep things light, but perhaps these people need some all right sounds good Uh, uh, 60 gold be 16 platinum yes so 100 platinum is split amongst the five of you oh okay oh okay 20 each Hmm. um oh um i want to kind of walk up a little bit like excuse me do you have any uh like resistance potions by chance like if you Maybe. Um, you see, he sort of gets this look on his face. Um, I think I might have one of those. Um, they came in with the last shipment of potions. Um, roll a d8 for me. Oh, dear. Okay. Um, d8. That's a three. Uh, all right. Um, so you see uh, he pulls out from under his desk a potion of uh, psychic, well, it's a purple potion. Um, and it, you see it is this purple, almost purple Kool-Aid-like liquid, but no, this is a better comparison. It's like the pink Nesquik, but purple. Um, yeah. like, like, a, like a grape 
um, that chalky stuff you eat, Pepto-Bismol, like a great Pepto-Bismol. He pulls out this corked great Pepto Pepto-Bismol and goes, I think this protects your mind from uh, mind stuff. Um, All right. It's uh, if you want it. Um, yeah, I, I, I could take it. He looks at it and he goes, I'm not sure how expensive it is. We'll just sell it for the same price as the other ones. 80 gold. All right. Uh, that, that sounds reasonable. And I'll kind of like give him the, it's 16 plat platinum then. It's right. eight. Yes, if you're buying a health potion as well. Okay. Well, I didn't buy a health potion because I thought Innocence had one, Crane got two, it's and eighty Asher gold. Got one. Eighty gold is eight platinum. Okay. All right. Then I'll give him eight platinum. Thank you kindly. And he hands over. It's like a little pokeball-sized thing with a stopper. Um, it doesn't look like he made it. It's too clean. Although, as he hands it to you, he leaves heavy oil smudges on the outside of the glass. Mm, he kind of like, oh, okay, all right, all right. And just oh, put it um, in my bag. So that's a potion of psychic resistance. I don't know if that's an official item on D&D Beyond. Um, I think they have potions for all the resistances. If you look up, like, potion of fire resistance, then it has a table that says, oh, you could also have it in this or this or this or this. All right. Um, oh, look, there's... Okay, potion of resistance. Uh, oh, you rolled a three? Yes. Sorry. Um, that's fire. That's fire resistance. Oh, sweet. That is exactly what I was looking for. My bad. Um, sorry, psychic is uh, eight. Okay. All right. I'll add that fire resistance. That is actually what I was hoping for. So that's actually very good. Uh, the resistance lasts for one hour. All right. Okay. So you have a potion of fire resistance. Sorry, you rolled a three, not an eight. Um, so it's red Kool-Aid. It's like, it's like red instead of purple. Uh, it's not like pink right. Pepto. It's like red Pepto. Um, he hands it over along with the health potions, which look like traditional health potions. You see he rummages through the boxes and bags and he pulls out a little chest about the size of a, uh, about that big. And uh, he puts a key in it to try to open it up and you see the key snaps and he goes, oh, all right. And he reaches a finger into his ear and pulls out a long, look at like a knitting needle type thing and sticks it into the hole and then you hear whirring like and the lock he takes it and sticks it back into his ear oh throws the lock that, over his shoulder i'm and, intrigued uh, and disgusted at the same time opens it up and you see a pristine set of four health potions in like a little crushed velvet thing um the box is like gross and patinaed on the outside, but on the inside, it looks like a brand new, like you could engage, you could, a giant could use this as an engagement ring box on the inside because it's this nice black holder. He's just like never opened this ever. You see, he takes them and he goes, one, two, three, four. And then he looks at the box and goes, Does that purchase come with the box? Um, 
well, I was going to use it to store some of my stuff, but I guess if you want it, I was told to be nice to you. Rain will hold out his hand. <laughs> she gives another thumbs up. <laughs> uh, fine, he drops the box in your hand. And as it touches my hand, all of the, like, rust and decay and patina just sort of like sh sifts off of it and it becomes like immaculate again. And is that your thaumaturgy or like mending or what is that? Oh, that is my orb. And I'm going Oh, your, your orb can do that to stuff, not just your body? Stuff that's on my person, yeah. So, okay, so you wear the box for a sec, sure. I like it. It's like, um, my, it's in my hand. You hold it and uh, you activate your orb and the, the rust and patina just like crumbles off of this and the box on the outside looks pristine. And he goes, oh, you cheated me. That box is like way much better now. That's not worth a single gold to be nice to you. I feel cheated. I apologize. I believed this to be just some box. Fine. I immediately begin like looking curiously. Ah, you didn't tell me that you had magic capability. Oh, I don't. Though you seem to illustrate, I'm quite intrigued. This could keep your your implements nice and well. I know that things here don't tend to keep. So, if you'd like, you may have. Oh, I don't have much need of a tiny box, but. I'll oh, for like answer. he means for like your uh, your pencils and your charcoals and things like that. In in Yung car, they could get destroyed. Oh, thank you. Are you kidding me? For pencils and paints and books and worthless things, I was gonna put chicken in there. Oh, one man's garbage is another man's treasure. Oh, I wish my ex-girlfriend thought the same thing. <sighs> I suppose you could uh, learn some discipline if you'd like me to teach you. Discipline? Yes. Define it. Is that like entrepreneurship? <laughs> I suppose, in a sense. Okay. Sure. Does it make money? No, but it makes you feel good about yourself. Oh! Fresh food makes me feel good. Discipline doesn't sound like it's up my uh, uh, alley. And he spits on the ground a big wet loogie. <laughs> He'll speak up like, well, discipline could lead to more money if people like you and you know think that you're money? disciplined. Stuff. Yeah. Stuff leads to money and money leads to stuff. How do you get that stuff if you have no money? No. Well. If you yeah. are a disciplined person, uh, people are more willing to trust you, which means they would be more willing to pay you if you did something good. Right. So and if you are disciplined. You can and leave. Not, not quite. Um, right. if you yeah. show that you are disciplined and trustworthy, people are more likely to trust you, give you things, let you take care of stuff, which right. tends usually end up 
leading you to getting more stuff, um, talking to more people, and basically doing a lot better in life. Yeah. Or I could just take it. I mean, you could, but that wouldn't really be very disciplined. Yeah, this discipline stuff doesn't sound like it's my cup of tea. I'd rather just take stuff that I like. Well, anyways, um, uh, I did my best. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad to, uh, actually, Side, did you make a persuasion check for me, Miriam. Miriam. I wasn't trying to persuade. I was just trying to explain it in an awkward way. <laughs> but, but still, make a persuasion check for me. Okay. Um, I don't think that's added anything. Yeah, that's a, just an 11. Yeah. See, I'm down for entrepreneurship because it's uh makes money it's just a big fancy word for turning crap into money hence the manure uh, but discipline doesn't translate as easily into money or stuff and so it doesn't seem like it's worthwhile to me uh but anyways you have your potions and your shiny box for art supplies um <laughs> i am the storekeeper here marfolo is my name i keep the stores of the iron weld house manor thing and um if you need anything else and you get permission to be in here i have been paid to be nice to you oh one more thing uh when can Yo. we expect those masks Oh, right. Just uh, hold on a sec. And you see he opens a side door, like one of those doors that you see in kitchens where the top can open and there's a little platform or they can both open. He yeah. pulls that open and steps into a side room. Immediately you're greeted by the scent of uh, ozone, the, the scent you get from like, like an ozone reactor or like la sparks. Um, the scent like of ozone. Burnt that... metal like a burnt metal? Yeah, you taste burnt metal, you smell the the tang of ozone. Um, you hear from inside the sounds of welding, and um, you uh, you wait a moment and he comes back with four welding masks that um, he takes and uh, he literally just it, it literally, you hear breaking noises and rending noises, and he comes back in and you see there's literally five welding masks, like face welding masks, but the black visors have been like grabbed and ripped out and like jagged pieces of glass that have been ringed in metal have been soldered onto the spot. Um, and uh, he hands them over and he goes, Oh, thank the uh, smoke filtration apparatuses are still working. And uh, you should be able to see through those clear better. I'll use my best glass. It's uh, not often that we get glass you can see through here on Yunkar, so I've been saving it. Um, oh, wow. Here you go. Oh, the craftsmanship. He, he puffs up a little bit. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Uh, under... Like, under... 
yeah. Uh, under breath, she is gonna hold it up so the mask is between, like, him and her, uh, to cover her lips. So when she does press digitation before she puts her mouth on this thing, or anything of herself on this thing, <laughs> she cleans it with pressed digitation before it touches her skin. Yeah, and yep. puts it on and tr- tries it out, sees if it. Nice. Look stylish. You look like locals already. I myself try real hard not to look like the locals because they're all missing limbs. However, I lost my ears a few few winks back, but that wasn't because of monsters. It's the ex-girlfriend. Anyways. I can't believe you're single. <laughs> Me too. I mean, <laughs> if you're interested... Oh, if I have time, but I'm very busy right now. Well, you have no to be way to find me. I've oh, been I... paid to be nice to you. <laughs> oh, I don't think you'd have to be paid to be nice to me. I don't either. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and well. just uh, gonna take the other masks because he said five, right? Yeah, yeah. he did. He's tugging on his neck beard, just like waiting for you guys to leave yep well you can continue your uh was that dinner a snack lunch quality assurance making sure the foods haven't gone bad and if they have gone bad getting rid of them that's right quality assurance we have a good time with that and she's gonna uh walk out Uh um she will stop you guys just outside this place to press the digitally take clean everything that will be on our faces or pressed against our lips so that when we are taking health potions, we don't get tetanus. Yep. <laughs> nice. So you guys, you guys step out into the hallway and all of your masks and potion and everything that has been touched gets cleaned. What did you say, Marin? Uh, thank you, Miss Keats. Marin or Marin? Marin. Marin. Like I'm saying, I'm saying it with the accent, but it's Marin, basically. Marin. Marin. Okay. Oh, it Go was ahead. no, no problem at all. It's uh, it's one of my specialties. I see. Yes. Um. May I ask, what are all of your specialties? I. I think I get the gist of this specimen, uh, pointing towards Psy. Strong, uh, tankish. But all the, the rest of you, um, I'm a little unsure. Not of your capabilities, but of your, uh, position. Well, I have always been trained to uh, maintain a balance between my soul. I'm gonna run to the bathroom real quick. You guys keep having your conversation. I uh, have a bit of magical energy within me that I can release within focused and trained blasts, and uh, I not too bad at a infiltration, also for tactical purposes. Uh, I do try to live an honest life, though. One of uh, 
I was raised by monks. One of the monks, Lagima, told me that if uh, you let go of your earthly tethers and become wind, you can soar in the skies. And I try to live by that. Friend's visor will glow like a soft green blue. I do like all the colors, but I'm not sure what they mean. Oh, um, they're a byproduct. Uh, I don't assume many of my people do this. They probably have some form of filter. Is it some sort of mood recognition? Unfortunately, I believe so. I tend to wear my emotions quite literally out of my sleeve, though my face is a little bit more visual, easy to visualize than my sleeves. I have to say that is very intriguing. I've not met any of your kinds, so this is quite an enlightening experience for me. This is no offense to you, Miss Keats, or you, Kryn, but I feel I have gotten tired of the usual Siberus folk. It is nice to see some not technological people. Um, where are you two from? I was like, for me inside? Is yeah. that how we're... Okay. Yes. Oh, um, I'm from Nautila. Hmm. Specifically from uh, Vandos. But that one isn't very well known, is it's on the ocean floor at the moment. I've never Ashes been. Deep I, I can't say. None um, of you have heard of that place, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can make a history check if you like, but. Sounds fantastical. Oh, oh, it is. It is a lovely, beautiful place. And I believe Miss Keats asked about your. Skill? Skills, talents, capabilities. Well, I am kind of uh, a bit of a mix. I have studied, uh, I studied magical artifacts and magic um, at my research facility back, back home. But I have also delved into um, kind of the technological aspect as well, though that is a bit more recent. You guys you step out guy? and... Oh, go ahead. What's your story? I'm from Selbar. I've never been from there. From the jungle of Selbar. Again, flashes deep purple. Okay. Um, hmm. Let's see. How, how do I explain? Okay. Um, so, have you ever heard of, like, crabs or... Other, like, do you know what animals are? Any of you? Well, yes, I've seen quite a bit of them. Yes. Okay. Never. Especially crawling all over the place. Never seen one. Okay, In so sense, imagine, are you, are you, is, are you, like, attempting to deceive, or is this, like, a character decision? I, this is a character decision. I don't suspect there's a lot of seafood in. Definitely not. However, the existence of animals, you would at least be aware of having seen rich people with little poodles in their purses. Like, it, if nothing else, unless you truly just like, I don't know animals, 
Um, it's not. It's not. I don't know animals. It's. You know, I've heard of a crab, but it's not like it's got not it, got it, got it. Okay, it, I see what you're saying. I see what yeah. you're saying. Side, side. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um. So, it's we have those except for they're like. I don't know, at least like 50 times their size. And they try to attack us and kill us because people who will not be mentioned at this time, as he like stares directly at innocence of that kind, are currently ruining my planet. That is unfortunate. People should live in harmony with their source of life. Well, do you mention these people later? He kind of glances. That depends on my opinion of you at that time. And he just kind of walks and starts clomping away. Out the doorway and down the small set of metal stairs onto the dusty streets. Uh, a small breeze blows little dust doubles by and little uh, thin pieces of garbage, thin plastic-ish or thin metal filaments get blown by the wind like little dust devils, uh, little uh, tumbleweeds. That's the word I was looking for. Um, Kreen, you would know the direction of north uh, is to your right, facing out of the keep um, through the uh, the Smoke Village, sorry, not Flame Village, Smoke Village, uh, through Smoke Village and out along the northern road to the Demon Spires to find the Spine of Orcus. Okay, is it time for me to roll a survival check? Are you guys going straight out? Is there anything else you want to do or is you, you hit the road? Um, I, I do want to ask, uh, um, I'm sorry, I need to get that name here. Uh, Kryn, Kryn, or or uh, Zenny, uh, if if it's applicable, but um, probably When on the ship, uh, there are mentioned of dark elves, uh, some more local and violent individuals. How? They said that they couldn't be persuaded, um, but, and she's gonna uh, use Mask of Many Faces to look like Zen, um, and appear like a-, a Purple, girl. purple, 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 okay. <laughs> is this um, around anyone else? Or just this is, this is- I'm assuming um, this is all happening as you're walking through yeah, the city towards this is, the northern path. This is happening in, in front of one else. You, you understand. It's it's you know, and I can I can speak whatever uh, needs to be spoken. So if there is the possibility of persuading against violence. Um, if you could see Sai in the back, he would just be like, looking so, just like, he'd be shaking his head like, no, that is not, that's not how it is. 
Uh, Kareen, make a history check with advantage because you're from here to recall information about the uh, tribal dark elves of Yunkar. Excuse me, in a, or Miss Keats, it seems like your face just changed. That's oh. a non-natural 20. All right. Uh, so you would know about, and you have come into contact with them a couple times. Never spoken to them, but you, uh, crews that you've been helming have been shot at and shot back at these tribes that wander. Um, you have heard stories of them being parlayed with. You've never heard stories of them being successfully par parlayed with. Um, meaning people who stop and try to talk to them don't usually leave the encounter. Mm -hmm. um, but they're willing to at least start conversations. You know that for sure. You can't recall anyone who has finished one, but you also can't recall ever bringing someone on your team with quite as much uh, like ability for disguise and suave as this group has, at least some members of it. Um, uh, they speak Elvish, though it is a dialect that uh, can be understood. It sometimes is heavily accented. Um, it is heavily accented and sometimes is hard to understand. You are a woman of many talents, Miss Keats. Though the Dark Elves, though they are not wild animals, they understand speech. They can be reasoned with I have heard no tale of any successful parlay with the Dark Elf people. Understood. And Mask of Many Faces back to the kind of mundane, nondescript uh, um, human. Human. Uh, so, if that's the case. I must I'll assure you, however, if it is possible to, you know, pass without any form of violence or loss of life. This is preferable. I don't seem to have the stomach for it. Neither do I. But of course, uh, a job must be done. As we're walking, I want to whip out my sketchbook and start uh, sketching new pieces of tech that I haven't seen before around Yunkar, it, particularly anything that in my mind looks evil. There <laughs> are many. Um, Everything. Yunkar, <laughs> as soon as you step Not out of the Strongweld Keep, you learn that dirt floors are a luxury on this planet as it is just junk that has been trodden down and paths have formed as the metal has bent and the different things have become concave and crushed to show the average foot traffic. It is not like dirt. It's a show of power that Strongweld Keep can actually have dirt on its floors and not have junk all over the place. Um, Every building and every person you see seems to have like, it's almost like tech and junk and this steampunk, junk punk type thing is like growing off of things. You see huge bellows attached to the side of buildings that are like Howl's Moving Castle-esque. 
large spouts come from the top, almost like a teapot has crashed into these buildings and smoke billows into the sky. People limp past with either uh, a metal peg leg or they have a real leg and then a leg that splits into two. So they have three legs and they do a three leg thing, the uh, metal legs. It's like no one here has all four limbs and um, technology just is part of people. And it's also, it's all really junky technology. Um, but you, you gather lots of stuff to sketch the, uh, the building with the teapot and the bellows. Um, a woman, a human woman who walks by with a metal leg that splits into three, a, uh, a half hoffling, hobbit, hobbit halfling woman uh, who walks by with a little peg. She's got an eye patch. She looks kind of like a pirate, but um, like a junk pirate. Okay. So much. The elders um, will be very interested in this. <laughs> As we walk, I want to kind of move up next to Sai and just kind of be like, so, Sai, um, what was, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what was, um, what's the lifestyle like on, um, is it Selvar? Is it, I'm just trying to remember, is it Selvar or Selvar? Selvar, right? Like Selvar. silver, but with an E, Selvar. Selvar, that's right, Selvar, yeah. Hmm. By the way, I rolled a 25 survival check. Nice. That comes up. Nice. Yeah, well, it used to be all nice, green, luscious forest until her kind just kind of like stares at Innocence for like at the back of Innocence's head for a second. <laughs> so her kind showed up. Then all hell broke loose. How we so? used to be, we used to be separated from the giant creatures. Well, the massive creatures, that's a better word for it. Massive. I had my tribe and we were living quite peacefully until we were driven back further and further into the woods by her kind. He, yeah, again, motioning towards innocence. Um, her kind treat. I am See, we centaurs are, 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 there's a fair amount of us there, but we are not very well liked by those of her kind. And it is very, in turn, we have just grown this hate, hateful relationship between the two of us, especially with me being a clan leader. I see. Are there others like your tribe that are being driven back? into the forest? We make eye contact and you see there, you can tell there's a hint of pain in his eyes. I see. So, um, could you tell me more about these massive creatures? Are they like massive as in, um, oh, how would I say it? Like, um, taller than, say, uh, that building there, and I'm going to point to one of the taller buildings that we passed, uh, that we've passed by. Like, okay. how, how big are we talking? Are they, like, large, or are they, like, truly titans? Most of the animals 
would be around the size of these buildings or larger size. Um, the ones she's talking about. There's also normal animals, but the interesting right. big ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, there there are. We do have regular sized animals that we normally hunt for for our prey, but we are the prey of animals that are at least that size, if not much, much bigger. Wow. Are there, um, oh man. <laughs> are there, um, does the forest kind of adapt to, um, these creatures? Like with the variation in size, I must think some of the plants must be massive for some of like the, if there's any herbivores. Yes. Uh, we have trees that are we have trees that are even bigger than those that have and foliage that has overtaken certain machine machinery from machinery that that their kind brought. Oh pacing has slowed a little bit as Crin is <laughs> yeah. like just like sort of trying to like get an ear on this because he's like, what's a tree? <laughs> I know I know so a bit like from reading, but like, like this is awesome. And he's like getting distracted. Like I still rolled a 25, so we're on the right track, but he's like <laughs> anyway, we're gonna keep going. <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna just pepper you with questions about Salvar because honestly I'm just very intrigued. <laughs> I I appreciate that you'd like to get to know my homeland, but the more I think about it, the more, the more frustrated and enraged. And you see that he, his muscles are like slow, like ever so slightly, like starting to look like they might be just like growing a little bit. He's flexing. And, uh, yeah, he's flexing. And, and his hoof, his, like a couple of his back hoofs are putting like a little bit more pressure as they're as they're walking. A little oh, bit of dirt oh, spurts so, into the I'm air. I'm so sorry. I did not mean to, um, I did not mean to frustrate you in talking about your, your hometown. Um, oh, um, oh, what, uh, you can ask me questions. Um, I, I can talk about my homeland if that would make you feel better. I'm in no mood to talk at the moment. And he... <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> all right, then. Being... <laughs> being a little bit, I mean, being a little bit frustrated, he, um, because he's the biggest and he can kind of see that he is the biggest, he slows down and he just goes to the back to kind of be, you know, just in the back in case something were to happen. Mm -hmm. His primal instincts are kind of kicking in a little bit. No pun intended, you horse. <laughs> with, a with a 25, you uh, exit the streets of Smoke Village. And Smoke Village is aptly named, this is a quarter of the city city that is industrious. There are furnaces and welding places and forges, scrapyards all over the place. This appears to be where people work, warehouses and such. Um, you oh, continue- I have to go like stop by my place and like close it because I'm going on- Tell us what your place looks like. Okay, so I, I kind of like swing you guys past my place. It's more of a garage than it is uh, like a place of living. Uh, inside, it's covered. I am Wally, everybody. 
So inside you see that he's collected like all manner of interesting things and they're not technology. Like none of them are technological. He has like an, like a winged armchair that he's like patched together and like sewn intricately so that like it's embroidered where it was once like destroyed on one side. Like he has like mismatched table legs that he's like, like he has like a nice table that has like at one point been cut in half, you know, that kind of stuff. And he has like bits and baubles, marionettes and like, like tennis rackets, like things, just things that have been obviously like tinkered with and played with and fixed. He's fixed a bunch of things. And this workshop now is a place where he sells bits and bobs and curiosities. It's two levels. Uh, upstairs is a little bit more uh, like of a living area, but there's sort of like a counter and in the back is just his crazy workstation with like just a ridiculous amount of like spools of bright colored thread and twines and cord with like varying shapes and sizes of needles and like wooden pieces. Anyway, it's just a crazy workshop. And he swings by and uh, grabs hold of a metal uh, garage door just and he closes up shop and turns uh, a sign around that says uh, out on business. And it's about townhouse sized, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. Okay. Uh, with a 25 on this survival check, you follow the road northward and it is mounds of trash that come down to almost like a little valley where feet have trod the path or cleared things. Um, pretty soon, however, those begin almost like a series of rivers the paths begin to branch off. You'll see a mound will split into three or four, like veins in an arm or branches in a tree, these paths, these troughs in between the garbage that rises 20, 30 feet on either side of you on slopes that you might be able to climb. Um, it's labyrinthine, it's maze-like, but Crean uh, plows forward uh, confidently, having walked these paths before. Um, and so bolstered at least a little bit by Crean's confidence, you follow him in and succeed on your first of your, this is going to be a series of uh, ability checks to delve deeper and deeper into the demon spires of, of uh, north of Knox Edge on Yunkar. Um, you come to a, what looks to be um, a fork to come and they sort of circle back and then go out and there's a little pile almost like a little lighthouse or a bunker um, at this fork um, someone make a perception check for me uh, my perception is plus six Crin, make a perception check for me go for it <laughs> probably takes the cake the better ranger as a fighter. Uh, 23. 23. Ooh, okay, well, that is a natural one for something. Um, uh -oh. You see, you stop everybody. Um, having not gotten lost um, and succeeded on that first challenge, you, you didn't get lost, so congrats. Um, 
you stop, you notice something. At first, it's just a shift with your passive perception. Then you actively search out and you see in the junk piles, there are, um, there is a deep red whirring. And there appears to be some sort of, um, within that one on their end, and like, what was it, a 26 for you? Yeah, 23. 23. Um, bodies, metal bodies, uh, m a mound instead of a head, but definitely two arms, two legs are like shimmied into the junk, the sides of this canyon, like uh, like that gif of Homer disappearing into the uh, yeah. bush, into <laughs> the bushes. You see these metal bodies, no head, just a lump, um, have shimmied in, and in the center of their chest, like Iron Man, there's a red whirring, a glowing red whirring. Um, they did not disguise themselves super well because each of them are silver. There's a silver one and a bronze one, and the wall that they're against is more a stained brown black from a large silo that has tipped over on the top. What uh, is it, Kryn? Why have you stopped us? The only ones on this path. I suggest we make our own path. Perhaps go around. So be it. Um, They're about maybe 60 feet from you. Uh, we double back, go back about a hundred feet away from them, and I'm going to. Can I roll to see if I can find a hidden like, you know how there's like deer paths that are like yeah. on hiking trails where it's like it's not an actual trail but it's still there. Yes. Now, um, because this is a series of checks to go through the wilderness, you can use a different skill or you can use the same skill but the DC will be higher. But you have to give me a reason why one of these other skills would work. Okay. So I want to have an investigation check. Okay, then I'm going to do this next leg of the race, I suppose, is going to be a nature check to see, like, the nature of the world. Like the deer path, like any kind of... Yeah, signs of someone like creatures that still live on this planet there are creatures that live on this planet um okay make a nature check for me try to find the the cyber deer paths <laughs> no i not one i not one no all right this looks like a path <laughs> you uh you're pretty sure you find a path there seems to be some sort of indent impression um that has been made up the side of one of these dunes. And so uh, following Crean's lead, you guys exit the troughs, the little almost empty riverbed of trash and go up on top of the junk dunes. It is wobbly. Um, it is definitely difficult terrain with metal shifting and and jagged rusty things just like- I think I like overcorrected because I, I saw that Sai was so big and muscular. So I'm like, oh, we can totally do this. But I didn't think about his weight. <laughs> or the fact that I have like four feet. Or the fact you have like hooves and stuff. It was like, oh no, we're gonna be fine. I've taken people through this like sort of area before. And then it's like, oh wait, but I haven't seen your species or your species or your species. Anyway, I overcorrected and got in that one. Walking on top of these dunes, it's it's shifty. It's like 
you you look down in some of the cracks between the dunes and it's literally just piles some of these some looking down sometimes you'll see like dozens of feet down just through the cracks as if there's deep crevasses you see a large flat um like a like a corrugated uh not corrugated the they're like the floor and they have little triangles on them you see them in workshops the big metal sheets Mm -hmm. Um, i i know what you're talking about yeah you see one of those and you all start making your way across it when you hear This is a good idea, Corinne. Everyone make a dexterity you. saving throw. Oh, Rick. This is my expertise. This not is mine. Not uh, really. Sai, well, as a barbarian, you might have advantage on dexterity saving throws against dangers you can see. Oh, I this do. Is true. Danger see. But so, I did get a, I got a really solid roll the first time, so that would be a 21. Nice. Thanks for that reminder, too, though. I will remember that. I got an 11. 11. Eight. I got Eight. 13. 13. I got a 25. Azure and Psy. Eight. Um, Eight. Eight. Everybody hop on. It's okay. <laughs> oh. oh, my bad. Uh, everyone takes 10 points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, yeah. Well, five of, te- five of bludgeoning, five of slashing. Psy and Azure, you each take five total. Three bludgeoning, two slashing. As you fall, uh, the thing shifts to the side, and you all go tumbling into the junk. You are slamming into heavy things, and metal is cutting your skin, and eventually you all tumble to a stop. You look up, and you're about 30 feet deep in the rubble and junk. You move a little bit, and you hear it shift above you. You can see the crack which you fell through and the slanted piece of metal that you fell off of. What do you do? I immediately pop up and start like sifting people out and helping them to their feet. Just like muttering apologies and okay. like helping to like wipe them off and like dust off their, their You coat. pull yourself out and start messing with people. Make a um, sleight of hand or straight dexterity check. All right, I'm scared to be careful as you move the junk. We're about to be buried alive. Oh dear. And you all die, end of the game. Yay! We die. Eight. Eight. Um, You start digging junk out and uh, you, um, you start digging junk out and you pull a piece of metal off of size back and the metal was sticking into the wall, it bends and you hear something snap behind you and then sharp pain in your back right rib as a piece of the junk has shifted and you got stuck by what looks like the bottom of a street sign. Mm-hmm. Um, it Only two points of damage though, I rolled pretty low. Um, two points of piercing damage. Um, and Sai, you are mostly uncovered. The rest of you she didn't get to yet. Uh, flashing mm-hmm. red lights, just like, Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, uh, hmm. uh well, I, I, I just kind of think to myself, I'm like, hmm, well, sheer power is the best way to go about things. 
So I'm just going to, um, I'm going to plunge in. Uh, first, I'm going to try and take Kryn off of that. Like, like see if I can't, like, yank the thing out or take him off. Okay. Um, Good thing my innards are just made of wound cords. So it's like pierce and then the rest of them just move around it. Yeah, I'm skewered through, but I'm fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I want to start um, just trying to just like, like see if there's a hand, and if so, I'm just going to reach in and just yank kind of a thing. If people uh, are like that buried. Roll a d3. Uh, d4. D4, ignore like the... Th roll a d4 and re-roll on a 4. The 3. Uh, you see a blue hand sticking out. You grab and yank. Um, Marin, you feel your hand, you're sort of like in the rubble uh, and they're in this little pocket. You feel your hand grabbed by a strong hand and then you are pulled out. Um, as you are pulled, the metal like scrapes against you. It's all jagged and rusty, but you only, you take two points of slashing damage and you are fully uncovered in this little almost like a little, uh, like the bottom of a crevasse um, as the junk mounds are all around you. Uh, Marin, you are now um, not buried. Innocence and Azure, you are both um, mostly buried. Um, no, 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 Azure, you're not buried. Um, you managed to keep your body from being buried mostly, and uh, you ended up in a similar position as Sai, where it just takes a little bit. Um, Innocence, you are in the same boat as Marin. All right. I'd like to get up and uh, pull out my, uh, what is it called? I don't know what it's called. I have a magic staff, a pole of collapsing. Uh, it's, a, it's a rod that can ex expand into a 10-foot pole. Okay. Uh, and I'd like to like reach out and try and like feel around carefully and see if I can if I can find give uh, innocence some something to grab onto. Wait, so innocence right. and I are both buried, or no? You just got unburied. Innocence, oh, okay. you feel uh, one of your arms is sort of sticking out, and you're like trying to shift a little bit, and you feel a rod like sort of slap your wrist, and then you grab it. Um, Make a check to get out and with advantage because Azure is helping you. Okay. Uh, would this be athletics, sleight of hand, acrobatics? Are you just trying to pull yourself out or are you trying to like shimmy yourself out? I'll let you choose acrobatics or, um, yeah, I could see an argument for sleight of hand or uh, athletics. Yeah, she'll, she'll shimmy. So that's acrobatics. Okay, make an acrobatics check. Ah, uh, that's not too good. That's a 10? Broke a 10? Uh, 10 is is not quite the check for this okay. level okay. 7 adventure. But um, <laughs> you, uh, you come out, um, the damage is halved because of the help, I will say. But you do take Oh, wait, also... you said I have advantage, right? Yes. Oh, Did sorry. you roll advantage? Yes. You have oh, advantage. That's, that's a 19 then. That's much better, yes. You manage to free yourself like someone buried in an avalanche. You pull yourself out, yeah, get yourself on to tentatively on top of a, uh, a, an octagonal sheet of metal that you sort of sit your butt against and 
place your feet on two sharp things, but they're your shoes. So you're like not being skewered. Uh, and you have all unburied yourselves, um, but you are sort of at the bottom of a well here in this junk crevasse of metal and rust. And I shrink my pole down back to hand size. Uh, Keats is going to go around and press to digitate and try to get like grind off the cuts. Uh, Christine. Yeah, just, just clean it because this like cuts are like they're they're gonna happen but they get worse when they're infected with stuff so it's uh, come yes and just the grime falls off you like it's all of you have these cuts bruises and marks and you're also battered with the different um the different things on the surfaces that you came in contact with as you fell and their innocence looks at each of you and sort of just it whips away out of your cuts and bruises and off your face um you're cleaned thank you miss keys no, no thank you. you i thought a better vantage point might be a good idea but it seems we've landed in a bit of a mess Apologize. I should have been more careful. I perhaps I overcorrected. Nonetheless, there is usually a way out. If there's a way down and it's hollow, then there's usually a way in. I could. Uh, I have a bit of elevation to me. I could jump up and perhaps lower down a rope. Do you think that would be too dangerous? Um, can I assess the area and see if, uh, see if it's possible to be, like, heaved or if things would just crumble beneath our feet? Make an investigation check as you survey these walls and see how strong they are. Can I help? Can I add advantage to that? Uh, sure. Uh, Marin helps you. Um, so whatever you just rolled, I couldn't hear it roll again. Oh, non-natural 20. Okay. Woo! Uh, it seems like these walls could be scalable with uh, precision. Uh, a wrong move could close the walls, um, but there is definitely places where they're wedged in a certain way where a body could um, navigate them. It would just be a hard climb. Okay. Um, I'm going to like, with this investigation, I'm going to like run my hands along the edges of this uh, cavern and I'm going to find a place where like two plates have been wedged in uh, and there's like sort of you know more of a wall with handholds that you said and I'm going to uh, gesture Marin over to it. You yes. see what looks to be a bent mangled um, those metal um, what are they called they put them up on buildings that are being constructed so that you can walk around scaffolding. scaffolding. Um, it looks like a bent metal scaffolding uh, that you see has like been bent in half and is sticking out, but the uh, the different levels make a fairly good starting point for the rungs of this ladder. Um, if it wouldn't be too much, perhaps I could go first. I could provide some form of help, handholds. I have proficiency in tinkering tools. I carry around like 
a solder and like that sort of thing. With me. And I was thinking that maybe if I could get my way up this, I could solder pieces together that look questionable, sort of like when you go yeah. with someone when they have like so you would you would go up first and you'd find a handhold and then weld it and tinker it to be stronger and then go and the person behind you is now on the stronger one. You're like setting the rope. Out of, I also mountain. have pythons. I am not quite sure what they are. I thought that they were sort of like hooks. They're little picks. Um, yeah. They would be useful in this situation if you found a place for them. Um, is this what you're going to do? Yeah, I want to tie my rope around me and as like I feed the rope, I want to like tighten them into the wall and solder them. So first, that... make a climbing check, an athletics check for me, and then you're going to make a smart. tools check for Tinker Tools. Now oh, I'm, right. that I'm quite is trained a... in climbing, but fifteen for climbing. Sai, how would you feel about climbing up things? I feel pretty confident. <laughs> Sorry, he doesn't does skip yours. leg day. Sai, does, your, does your character sheet or Sai, uh, not Sai, does anywhere in your stats it talk about climbing? Climbing? Um, like, are there special rules for centaurs about climbing? Uh, let me go check that real quick. Okay. The... Until otherwise <laughs> notified. Uh, anyway, we'll, my decision we'll is pending. My response is pending. Okay, cream. I was gonna say, like, either you're real confident or you're just bluffing. For this. I'm pretty sure it's actually a 15. It's shaky. Okay. Sometimes you'll grab something and pull it out, and you'll fall back a little bit. And grab but I the did thing. roll a 17 for my tinkering to like python and solder, so okay. that if I fell, I was on this road. So, a 15 barely passes um, for the climbing. It is rough going, and more than once, you will grab something, and it'll slide out, and you'll, like, Whoa! and, like, it goes over your shoulder. You hug to the wall, and you guys down there have to, like, move out of the way as a piece of rebar. <laughs> um, but you manage to find the places, and you have your little welding torch. <laughs> You're welding things, and uh, you take a little bit of your rope twine um, and wrap it around your wire to hold things tight. And you guys see it takes it takes a hot second. We're talking like not not just a ten minute job. This is a process as you literally craft a rock climbing wall as you climb it. Is this a awesome. short rest for other folks? If you want to take a short rest down there while he's doing this, I'll let it. I'll let it happen because it's definitely not long enough to do that. Crane, okay. you did not get a short rest. That's fine. I don't need one. Uh, I'm good too. Uh, once I get to the top, I'm going to use the rest of my rope to uh, like lower it down so that there's the rope that's up the wall, and then there's the rope that's tied to me that I can untie and lower down. So How much rope do you have? Because it's 30 feet up, 30 feet down, so 60 feet total. I have 50 feet. So you could do... Um, a five foot, like, a, the rope stops five feet above the ground. That's within reach of most of you. Mm -hmm. Reach up five feet up to five feet is 10 feet. So, um, yeah, that'll be enough 
but you guys have to start above your head. Um, but you guys see now there's a rope and a welded marked rock climbing wall to get out. Um, I want everyone to make climbing checks with advantage because of so this wonderful rock climbing so wall. Um, Sai, I'm going to go to the bathroom again. I've been drinking a lot of water today. That's uh, good. Sai, I would like to know any special climbing rules when I get back. Okay, yeah, I'll tell Is you. Is it climbing in athletics or acrobatics? Or it's can it be athletics. Either? Now, don't athletics? quote me okay. on this, but I, if I remember correctly, I thought centaurs had half uh, of the regular climbing that normal people can do? Well, all it tells me here under, it's under equine build, it's in addition, any climb that requires hands and feet is especially difficult for you because of your equine legs. When you make such a climb, each foot of movement costs you four extra feet instead of the normal extra, uh, instead of the normal one extra foot. So whereas everybody else could get up that wall in maybe like 15 minutes, for you it takes like a half an hour. It, no, would I, it would take him four times would, as long. Yeah, it would take me an hour because it's four extra feet to the opposing one for everybody else. That's extra. So let's hope it doesn't take us 15 minutes to climb. All right. Okay, so you ready? I'm ready. So it says, um, I mean, there's the flavor stuff, like any time a climb that requires hands and feet, which would be the situation, is especially difficult for you because of your um, equine legs. When you make such a climb, each foot of movement costs you four extra feet instead of the normal one extra foot. So it takes me four times as long to climb something that's especially difficult than for other people. So hypothetically, uh, it doesn't say anything, any disadvantage or anything like that. It just says that it costs me four extra feet. All right. Well, um, so you'll definitely be going slowest, so I'm assuming that would put you at the back. But yeah, I was gonna, I, yeah, I was gonna go at the back anyways. That way, there's not weight on everybody else up at the top. Well, That's... I was thinking you've got the biggest muscles, so if you can get up, then you can hoist people while they're climbing. I guess that's also true. Another thing is, if someone is up there already, we could um, pull. Uh, we could uh, pull you up like a pulley system. Exactly, There's, like sift it through the pythons and like pull through so that like you don't fall. Yeah, there's also the the natural real rage before beauty, so. <laughs> okay. Uh, what did you get on your athletics check? Remember, um, you have advantage because of your good friend, Kryn. Okay, so that's going to be a 21. Yay! 21. It's slow going. You are built. You are climbing a rock wall meant for four-legged creatures, and you are a six-legged creature, and your back legs go straight out. Um, so you guys see this in basically, and I want to paint this picture for those of you who are down at the bottom looking up at this. Sai <laughs> is a is basically letting his horse body dangle and just arms and upper body only. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> like pulling an entire horse body. This is so cool. It's huge. You see like veins in his biceps and in his chest and shoulders just like bulging as he pulls his body. He gets up, Kryn. You see him get up and like a hoof, a hoof. And then he's back on solid, at least the top of this dune. He heaves a little bit. A little I, bit I'm of looking. sweat glistens on his chest, but he is up. 
I look I look at Crin, I'm like Crin is intimidated. That's why that's why power trumps everything. So listen in in that description I was totally imagining like the masked man in the uh Princess Bride like yes! climbing the rope out. This massive horse body dangling off. I love it. <laughs> I love it, love it, love it. Okay, so Sai, you're up. Um, I understand you were going to use the rope to help everyone else up? Yeah, I just say, hand me the rope. Okay, what did you guys all roll on your climbing checks? Because you already have advantage. Is that oh, athletics I didn't roll with advantage, but... Athletics. I got, a, uh, I got a 19 for the first roll, so... Okay. Yeah, the other roll is not as good, so I got 19. Okay, I rolled... 19... I rolled a 21, but I was curious. I have a ring of jumping, which I'm calling a bracelet of jumping, mm -hmm. uh, which allows me to jump three times as much, which I think gives me 15 feet horizontally. And Have you ever heard of dynamo, dynamoing? It's a rock climbing term. So mm -hmm. the way Azure goes up this is he puts his hands up and just boom, 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 boom. Oh, that, oh. yeah. Like power jump? Yeah, so you use your arms to direct yourself, and then you'll squat down and shoot up the wall, jump, and then catch, balance with your arms, and then like a little frog going up this wall, your ring of jumping. Oh my you're gosh, like, that sounds so terrifying. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Um, Marin, you just climb out successfully like a normal person. <laughs> um, <laughs> in a 17. 17 does make it um, with this nice handhold. Uh, you also climb out like a normal person, and uh, you I, guys make it out. And I uh, imagine, like, he says, give me the rope, and then he turns around, and, like, the last person's, like, coming up. It's like... <sighs> well, you could have, in all honesty, like, Innocence would have wanted some additional help, because she's, she's weakling. <laughs> okay, so you're, you're going up, and it's like a... It's like, I don't want to demean your character, but it's kind of like a little kid rock climbing, and the dad's like, no, you're doing so good. Yank, yank, yank. <laughs> and you're like, whoop, you got whoop, this. Whoop. <laughs> you're like reaching, stretching for the next handhold, and Sai sees it and just pulls, and suddenly you're a foot and a half up. Oh, oh there it is. All right. Thank and you guys you. all make it out and successfully navigate the dangers of the second skill challenge. Um, so when, she, when, I, when I pull her up, I look at her and I just... You have something you have, to you say? Have, you have one in the plus category. We'll, well see what you. happens next. <laughs> just, <walks laughs> just like goes away because... Yeah, just because. Okay, one second. You know, there's this one meme where there's like a reporter trying to talk to like a wrestler, and he just like walks up to her, he's like, You're not even a real journalism. That's right. And walks away. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> you mind when you just, when you're, you're not even off that quote. <laughs> you're not even a real journalism. Same energy. It's like, uh, That's right. It just leaves. I love this. You have Perfect. one of the plus category. We'll see what right. happens next. Um, <laughs> just like. Okay. Perhaps you we would, should get to some more solid ground. Crin, yes, you Crin, Crin, <laughs> sorry. Crin, um, based on the loose directions you were given, 
Yeah. Um, I'm not going to make you make a check for this. You feel like you're a, you, you know, because of your familiarity with the area that you are about halfway to Orcus, the spine of Orcus. Um, I'm guessing that took a really long time though. And we're losing light. Yes. It took like quite a long time. I was going to say that the, uh, the, the yellowish haze is getting a little darker. Seems I've set us a day behind. We should find solid ground, as solid as we can. We should make camp. All right, I'm following you. Uh, the next check, if I'm going to be finding like a, uh, if there is another leg of this to find like a good place to camp, I'm going to use perception. See if I can, like, from our high vantage point to see if I can sort of, like, scout the area with my, uh, with my sensors. You get up, you're scanning the horizon. Make a perception check. Okay, that is a, uh, not great. Well, I guess it's, it's fine because I get a plus six. I got a 16. That's not bad. I rolled a um, 10. <laughs> With a 16, you're looking around and uh, you're able to see those troughs, those river-like veins that run through and seem to have more solid ground than these dunes. They run uh, nearby, uh, close to you. You feel like if you were able to get into the troughs, which are kind of like the roads, um, you would maybe be able to navigate easier. Um, and so you find a nearby trough and uh, I'm assuming navigate to it unless you want to keep skirting across the top of the dunes. No, uh, here, here's something that I want to do. Uh, if, because we, it's proven that if you just step on these mounds, you will break through. I want to find a metal sheet, like at the end of Howl's Moving Castle, where they're on that board that we can fit on and then just give it a nice push so that we can like skirt down. A uh, metal sled. Yeah, because if you walk on it, you puncture through the, like, through the garbage and just go straight back down. Well, so if you, like, adjust your surface area, then maybe, like, uh, like Ray from Star Wars, you can sit and sled down this dune. And okay. If you're looking for one sheet for everyone, the one that shifted and dropped you all into the crevasse is about that size. If you're looking for everyone to have their own Legolas, like, sled shields, um, then uh, you are going to need to make some checks. No, I'm going to uh, I'm going to politely tap Sai on his shoulder. Yes. I I'm not gifted in the way <clears throat> of strength, and I could use your assistance if you don't mind. Like I said, power is the way to go. And I gestured to like the sheet. I need this rent free so that it may slide. Reach down. Make an athletics check. May, may I just say that... With advantage okay. because I have proficiency in athletics. Okay, so I you two are lifting together. I've so got, make it with advantage. Okay. I've got two siblings that work for like a supplement place and power is the way to go. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> It's that's gotta be like a tagline for one of these supplements. <laughs> that was the way to go. Um, so that was a seventeen. With advantage. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. You manage to pry it free, but you don't get it quite into the place Crean had uh, specified. Um, you are going to have to make a uh, dexterity check to hold your balance as you drag it and step carefully as you drag it over to the side of the dune to uh, slide down on it together. Make hey, it that's looking right. a little unsteady. Can I lend a hand? Yeah, and Azure helps you, so you'll have advantage. Good thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, it's, a de- it's just a straight dex check, right? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say this is. Well, is a test of balance acrobatics? That's up to you, my guy. Yeah, I'm going to say just straight dex. Okay, so that would be a 12. 12. Um, you manage to get it where it needs to go, but as you're pushing it into place on top of a nice top flat platform where you can set it so you can all get on and slide down, your foot breaks through what was apparently an old piece of wood and your hoof lands directly into a jagged pile of literally sharpened rebar. You take four points of piercing damage ah. as your hooved foot is stabbed through. Um, keep track of that. Uh, but you are able to pull it back out and uh, yeah, this place is evil. Step back out. Oh. No, man. A thousand cuts out here. If I'm anything... not a very good guide. <laughs> I just rolled bad. It's okay. Anyway, so once we can finally get this sheet down where it needs to be, I've kind of like charted the path where it's more flat, where we can get to this like, where we can get to this area that seems safer and flatter to sleep. Uh, I want everybody get to get on it, and we can all push together and get momentum. Okay. Um... Yeah, I like, I think um, the plan is sound. Uh, you all do that. You, you get on, some push on the back, some put some weight equally distributed, and like like Legolas down the castle wall or like Ray down the sand, uh, the five of you, horse person included, begin to skate down the surface of these piled junk dunes into one of the nearby troughs that seem to be more safe. It is an awful noise. It is metal on metal the whole time. I have my ears just completely covered as much as I can as we're going down. (laughs) Any indications of stealth? Gone. Everyone around you, if there is anyone around you, heard the screeching of the metal as it went by the way, this I've handed out helmets. This reminds a lot of sandsking, except <laughs> oh, uh, noisier. Innocence handed out helmets, so you guys are all doing this, I'm assuming, with your modified on, yeah. um, face masks. Yes. It slows to a stop at the bottom, and uh, you step out um, onto the the low trough where the the either water or foot traffic has something has pressed it down to be more safe on these roads. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I assume that noise is going to make trying to rest very difficult. I say we trudge a few 
do you have at least a mile and a half in you? Yes. I think so. All right. Um, to guide them, make, uh, how are you guiding them, Kareem? I'm going to have to go with survival again. Either that or perception. They're the same modifier. We'll go survival because you've used them both, so the DC will be similar. I want to get away from the noise we just created following along the trough, just so that whatever creature comes to investigate the noise, hopefully will be a little bit thrown off. Okay. All right. That is a non-natural 20. Nice. Um, back in the troughs, where you are more comfortable, you are able to successfully navigate away from that noise and do it in a way that uh, leaves scattered tracks that weave through this labyrinthine system of troughs in a way that might make it harder for you to be followed and harder for you to be found out. You've successfully completed the third of, your, of these um, checks and uh, you feel like you're getting pretty close. You see on the horizon, as the sky gets darker, the yellow fades to a dark, dingy brown. Uh, you see, it looks, it looks like a great sleeping beast, a bulbous demon or dragon has fallen and the spines of its back are huge city-sized buildings on the horizon. This, this uh, line of blackness against the brownness goes up like a sleeping beast. It's not actually bones, you know, it's just the junk has fallen in a way that it looks like, like Orcus was slain and fell and uh, the horizon has a very sinister spiked image. You, you see it, it is now in your sight. The, the spine of Orcus, the area that apparently has an ancient spaceship buried beneath it with your quarry inside. I know I've been doing a lot of stuff, but we're about to go to sleep. I line everything with cord and bells. Okay. And I am going to sleep maybe like 30 feet away from the party perched on top of something high uh, so that I can watch and okay. have ranged as a Warforged, you only sleep for four hours? Mm -hmm. I think elves do that too. Yep. So I will take up a spot where I can also look around and kind of nod over to Kryn. All right. Um, you I'm set gonna, up. I'm going to say we alternate, right? Like you sleep for four hours, I meditate for four hours, and then so that way we can keep watching. No one's ever asked to help me with that before. Well, if I, if I don't really, then I'm, I'm just going to be bored for the rest of the night. I don't want to make any noise, so this can help distract me and can help you. Can I incite her real quick? Go for it. Okay. She's lying. Uh, that's a sick thing. <laughs> Uh, Completely genuine. He just really wants to help out and do something. I didn't even roll against it. That's just what he wants to do. If you wish to lose sleep from this, you, you may. I don't, I don't need to sleep. I just meditate. It's only about like four hours. 
it gives me just as much as just sleeping for the entire night. So, oh, you meditate also. I do love a good meditation, but I need sleep uh, as well. Oh, I I do meditation. It works just as well for me. So, um, I'll help you keep watch then. You hear gears like. You have blown his mind. And like, oh yeah, that's true. You haven't met a sea elf. Very well, if this is what you wish to do with your time, I w- won't stop you. And I wander off to my perch, like, confused. And, like, kind of warmed by this. No one's ever asked to help me do my job before. Hello. <laughs> so who takes first watch? Who takes second watch? I'll take the first one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Psy Azure Innocence, um, you see that Kryn has set up a perimeter, uh, an alarm system made of string and bells. And I'm straight up lying on the ground like sniper out. like. <laughs> and Kryn has taken, a, uh, taken the point and is looking down these troughs. He selected a place that seems to be more sheltered, um, more hard, hard to find. And uh, is there anything you guys do, or is it just sleep time? Uh, I spend I some do. time going, mm, and then I go to sleep. Great. Any, uh, sorry, I, do you have any questions or concerns about me? I, I can't help but feel that I've somehow still offended you. It's not you. It's your kind. What's my kind? He looks like, kind of like, uh, what do you mean, stupid? Like, you're, uh, you're human. Do you know how many humans there are? Too many for the world we live in. That's how you feel. Well, at least about the ones on so far. Oh, so you admit they're different. Mm. Keep on that thought. Good night. Innocence rolls And she'll roll back over, put her mask on, uh, do one last casting of uh, disguise self to mask of many faces, and hopefully with the mask still on, she'll be able to cast it again before revealing her face underneath that mask <laughs> in the morning. Okay. So sleeping um, in your mask. Yeah. Sai's just, com- he's just like, I never thought that what the, and he just kind of, like, his legs kind of fold <laughs> down like a horse's do. And he leans and like kind of goes onto his side and just. I think they can sleep standing up, but I don't remember. Well, they can. They can. They can also. They can also bend down. I think. Yeah, but I think kneeling kneeling for them actually isn't as healthy for them for their legs and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, we actually actually have to remember that there's a human half attached, and you know what humans do. Yeah, <laughs> just 
have yourself just lean over. <laughs> Can you imagine like the, the centaur person is sleeping, standing up, and then their front half just goes, and then the whole horse follows. They just like boom. <laughs> well, imagine, <laughs> imagine like the weightless feeling that he gets, and he wakes up and he freaks out. Just. <laughs> I think that would be some interesting implications for it's like. It's like the fainting goat, where they just. How, <laughs> for how you would like make structures designed specifically for centaurs. I'm imagining like, okay, you've got a bedroom. So you've got like an open space for the horse part. And then instead of the bed being on the floor, you put it against the wall. It's like attached up portion, at like the, the, the chest of the horse. So you can just lean over. Yeah. There's a hole like go up through and then lay down. I yeah, no, I'll, yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot that they like, that like it was bad for their health. Yeah, so he just, yeah. he just standing there. I don't know. It's you could find like a little whatever. ledge of junk yeah, yeah, that's like about up high and just like lean on that. Well, he uh, no, nah, he just kind of stands there, just confused for a little bit, and that's honestly probably going to keep him up for a little bit, just pondering. <laughs> His mind's like worrying. He's <laughs> like, what? He's like, like hold on. You're saying I can't judge an entire species <laughs> based off of my experience with a few of them. <laughs> so you mean that my planet's humans are different than your planet's <laughs> And he's just like... Sai, you seem troubled. Would you like to meditate with me? Huh? Bring some balance. I always do it before uh, going to sleep. I find it calms me down. You have a lot of aggression within you, I can sense. Yeah. It makes me strong. I have to stay strong. So, thanks, but no thanks. As you wish. And you all bed down for the evening. Um, Cream, can you make a perception check for me on your watch? Yep, that is a... 23. 23? Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, a 23. Um, you hear shiftings and stirrings far in the dunes. Not uncommon because there are many creatures here, but your four hours pass and nothing approaches you. Um, next. Marin. Perception mm -hmm. check. Okay. All right. So that's an eighteen. Eighteen. Um. Okay. You wake up and swap swap places with Crean. You're looking around, Crin. I am so sorry. I don't know why I keep saying cream. That's the that's the fourth time I've had to tell you. <laughs> so it's a it's a race in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> crin, 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 crin for the win. I know um, why you're saying cream. I think it's because of Critical Role. Yeah, cream. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, in any case, you swap places with Crin, and um, you're squinting out into the, the the dust and the troughs 
and uh, you, uh, yeah, 18, um, you're sitting keeping watch and then you feel cold steel on your neck. They, uh, they got a 22. Do you speak Elvish? Yes, I speak Elvish. You are a sea elf. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You hear in Elvish, though a weird accent, if you make one word, one sound, it will be your last. Turn. I turn towards them. And, uh, you see, let me see if I can get this uh, picture up. You see an elf unlike anything you have ever seen before. Oh, that's so small. Okay, uh, let me show you what you see. With my screen share. Yeah. You guys see that? Uh, not yet. Yes. Oh, there we go. Oh, dang. <laughs> oh, wow. Do you see those little uh, knives? elf, like, leader on from Lord of the Rings on the back of the jacket? Oh, my gosh. Yes, it's oh, my gosh. Okay, I didn't actually notice that. I also didn't notice he was flipping you off. But so he's, not, he's not. He has a phone. He has glasses and a phone. No, and- he's not flipping. In the other one. Oh, 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 I thought you meant on the jacket. You see him. He has one of, he has a blaster on one arm and these strange all black eyes. Normally the drow have all red eyes, um, but his are all black. You see his uh, ears have these huge, uh, you you can look and see, but he has one of those knives in his long clawed metal hand and it's out on your neck. Um, he's speaking through a sort of visor, but his voice comes through clearly. Why are you trespassing upon sacred ground? I give you permission to speak. All right. Um, we were sent here on a mission to recover something from this from these spires. Um, I was not, we were being, we have a guide with us. Um, You came here to steal a sacred artifact from the pillars of eternity? I don't know what you're... He throws his hand out to the horizon where you see the spikes that Kryn had described as the, the spine of Orcus, the large buildings that look like building-sized railroad spikes into the ground. All right. What is your magic, um, your sacred artifact, if I may call it that? He looks offended like you've just insulted him, and he throws his hand out. All of this is sacred. Every piece, everything that crawls in above and beneath is sacred and is watched over by the pillars of eternity and my people. And he's still got, he's still got the knife to your throat and he's, he's holding up the blaster. All right, I was not, this is my first time being down here. I was not aware this was a sacred place 
of your people. Um, it will be your first and last. Might I, um, if I may, we are guide with us. If you would like to talk with them and maybe, um, I know you guys don't really like to make uh, compromises, but if you could at least explain the situation, the sacredness of this place to our guide, maybe we could um, work something out. I understand. You will be explaining not to me, but to Chief Tan. Wake your comrades. You are surrounded. Do not try anything or you will be cut down like the vermin you are. And he points to the ridges around you. And you wouldn't, with an 18, you wouldn't be able to see it. But he points to it and you see some shadows shift. And there's at least eight, of, including him. Um, there's at least eight of them surrounding you. This is too much for Marvin right now. It's like, all right. Um, he, he pulls the knife away. Wake your comrades. Do it quietly. The first sign of trouble and you will all be smoking rubble bones to join the bones of all those who trespass these sacred lands. And he flips the knife and puts it back on his arm. All right. I will go do that. <laughs> very, very cautiously, I'm going to go over to Kryn to, like, pat them awake, looking right at them, like, right ahead of them, so that as soon as they turn on, I can be like, like, shush, do not move. His, his lights turn on and immediately go orange. Do you know, El well, now I'll probably just speak in common for this, it's like, the, El the dark elves have surrounded us, um, they're very good at hiding. I'm going to cast my they, eyes down and see. They are all around us. We have to go talk to their chief. Um, can you help me wake everyone else up and try not to do anything that seems suspicious or they will kill us? This is fair. Yes. You and see him. It's pretty easy. He has three glowing lines in his front mask that covers his nose. And he steps back. He's got a gun with a rectangular blaster leveled at you. He's still pretty hard to see in the shadows. I don't recommend doing anything sneaky. I will let everyone else know. He snuck up on me very quickly. So, Corinne, do you speak Elvish? I speak Undercommon. I speak their I, language. I don't know under. I don't know Undercommon. So I'm just speaking in Common right now. The I speak the language of the Dark Elves. These Dark Elves speak Elvish. Then, wait, who would speak Undercommon? I took Undercommon because I knew that Dark Elves lived on this planet. Okay. And okay. you said that they had like a dialect? Do you want me to change it to Elvish? No, I'll keep it Undercommon. Um, okay. Okay, okay. All right, I'm going to go around right. and wake up everybody else. For Innocence and for Psy, I'm going to be very clear. Don't do anything. <laughs> like you walk, you walk up to Psy and you hear, wait, wake that one last. 
All right. And I'll back off and go over to Innocence instead. And uh, Miss Cates, Miss Cates, I will like, we are surrounded. Don't do anything suspicious or they will shoot us. Um, in my next two actions, um, silent, so silent casting of uh, tongues and silent casting of disguised self using the mask of many faces. Make a slide of hand check. I don't need to. Sorcery points. Silent casting. So it requires no components? No verbal or semantic components. Nice. So um, I can now understand them. They understand me. In addition, uh, any, any apparent weapons that are on me are gone and I slip out of my sleeping bag. Nice. Wait, wait to use I wake up points. Azure and then I'm gonna go wake up Psy and I'm like really, really careful. I'm just like gonna lightly tap on his shoulder and be like, It is not dawn yet. Psy? What is going on? Psy? Don't, don't move, don't move. Please don't move. Please don't move. Um, we have been surrounded by the dark elves. Don't do anything to antagonize them. I know you like to be strong and powerful, but they are in power right now. They have blasters on us. So I need you to be very, very calm. You look up, Sai, and in the shadows, there's at least eight of these glowing green rectangles, the uh, loaded blasters of some kind of uh, a party of eight drow. Cyber drow. Am I familiar with their superstitions and religious beliefs? Make a religion check for me. I'm just gonna say, Sai, as you see this, I oh, look okay. panicked, but very serious. Like my my usual kind of a bit like cautiousness and awkwardness is completely gone. It's like, do not panic. Uh, with a nineteen, uh, Crean, you know that. The 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 cyber drow Kryn. 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 Kryn for the win. Kryn for the win. Kryn. <laughs> you know that the cyber drow. My name, so there's only one. Uh, the cyber drow are very superstitious people, and they worship. Um, well, with a nineteen, they worship dark entities. Whether or not these entities are real or give them power, it doesn't really affect what they're willing to do in the name of these entities. The uh, the demon spires, um, make sure I get that name right. Yes, demon spires. The demon spires, this region is dominated by them and is named the demon spires because they named all of the landmarks after demon princes you know of the spine of orcus is like a thing that people use as a landmark but you also know of places like the pool of the demogorgon um grast's palace these are all names that have been given by the dark elves the dark elves the drow who call this place home and um whether or not they get any sort of demonic boon from service or purported service to these entities, you're not sure, but they definitely hold them in reverence as if 
the demon princes were their pantheon. It is a very strange religion because, first of all, religion is just not really present. And you're, as a character, not as a player, because as a player, you're a seasoned D&D lore person, but as a character, you would assume that these names are the tribal gods of this specific dark elfin people. The dark elves of Yunkar have these tribal gods and that's all they are. That's what you, that's what Crean would think. Okay. With a 19, would I understand like the religious, uh, so obviously we need to apologize. Obviously we need to do something that is going to show a vast amount of respect and possibly like, like, you know, is there, from my understanding, my perception, survival, and growing up on this planet with a religion check like that, would I know the appropriate religious apology? Yes, you would. Execution. And what is it? <laughs> uh, it's ritual combat. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> so... Okay, great. You wake up and you see eight blasters leveled on you. And uh, one, uh, you also see that mid-shin, mid his feet turn into claws. Huge tri-pronged claws like, oh, if you've ever watched the Star Wars Clone Wars with Maul or General Grievous also has these, um, but they're black metal that grabs onto the steel beneath him. You. You assume with these, you'd probably be able to just walk up and over the dunes with these. I have um, to say, if we weren't in a, like, extremely tense situation right here, Mauro would just be geeking out right now, like, this looks so cool. <laughs> uh, you are all awakened. And he, he speaks to you. Line up. Weapons down. You will be escorted to the chieftain. And then he yells over your shoulder in undercommon to the ones on the ridge. You can come down. Uh, Kryn is the only one. I mean, who else speaks undercommon? Nope. That's me, plus I got tongues going on. Kryn and Innocence, you understand this. Uh, you hear him say, <laughs> you can come down, form a perimeter, make sure no more are coming, and make sure they do not do anything shifty. You have permission to shoot at your judgment and then he switches back into Elvish. Okay, so he's he's only speaking Elvish and Undercommon right now. Yes. Okay. So, who so if, if you do not speak Elvish or Undercommon, this sounds like other language babble. I only understand the Elvish. <laughs> what is the religious term for a respected leader? Uh, it would be a word in Elvish, but you can use, um, so the, the translation for our language that we're speaking as we're playing this game, uh, chieftain and shaman. Shaman is the religious leader and chieftain is the military or political leader. Okay. What does this guy look like? Uh, this guy. Like religious. He does not look like either of them. 
He looks like a um, probably a, a brave or a scout. Makes sense. I just want to like um, when he says line up and everything, I'll just kind of like motion to everybody to line up and kind of relay because as far as I know, I don't think anyone else speaks Elvish. I don't. Because we um, didn't, because we didn't really talk about it. So I'm just mm-hmm. gonna clarify what he's saying. I'm gonna turn to Azure and be like, uh, "If you're still tired, you could, you know, pop, you can pop on if you want. Take a, take a rest." I mean, it's, I don't know. It's all right. I don't think they'd like that very much. All right. Do you guys march? I'm worried that if. Uh, if we go to the chieftain, we'll be walked into a situation with 30 to 40 dark elves instead of just eight. That is a fair point. Actually, maybe you could offer it to Innocence. She seemed kind of tired. Um, (laughs) What are you offering? A ride on a ride. A ride? Oh, a ride. (laughs) Like in case someone's still like super tired. Um, kind of he- like you, Azure mentions that, and kind of hesitantly, like innocence, um, is gonna speak up, and she's gonna, uh, just kind of, and like meekly and as though asking for permission to speak, uh, ask, brother. His ear twitches and perks up. And she hears, he hears this in his native tongue. In, in under common. Oh, because she has a mask on still. And will technically disguise self into drow. Uh, you look like a Siberian drow, Siberian drow, not a one of these guys, because you've never seen these guys before. Oh, but upon still a drow. Them, upon seeing them, I'm going to. Uh, do another silent casting of it and do a look more like them underneath the mask. Spell slots and sorcery points. And all these disguise cells. Uh, Okay, you're still wearing your mask. Yeah. He didn't tell me to... Take off the mask. Where did you learn my native tongue? Takes it off and appears to be a native drow. A cyber drow is what I'm going to call him. Cyber drow. Uh, you look like a cyber drow, and everyone steps back and starts mumbling. I do not recognize you. I'm confused. <laughs> Please, uh, forgive me. I was trying to lead them into the nest, into our place to deal with these kind. I was not expected to, uh, be taken so forcefully and swiftly and that was my own misguidance. Make a deception check. I have advantage. I have advantage because my actor feet too. Yeah. Gosh, yo. So Yes. Leading them into an offering. 
Upon hearing Innocent speak this babbling tongue, side oh, you like, un- you understand you understand it in tongues, your native. We all understand it in oh, your okay. own native tongues. So he says primordial that. Himself. So the the one he says, hold on, and then the one says like, Meleshkesh shalabuthun, and then he says in in to you what sounds like, um, centaur. Um, uh-huh. You're like. What is going on? Well, I, and I look down, and he, like, do do I see that he looks like this thing? Yes, you do. So I looked at, I'm like, like, uh, the wheels are trying so like, hard to turn, but it just exploded. My mind, his size mind is just like. <laughs> All of us are just like, what? I thought you were human. Quinn can hear and understand, and he's like, this is very interesting. I'm not going to say a word. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, what? He's like. I am so surprised by these people. This is not a normal adventuring party. Let's see what happens. Uh, that's a 20, 26, by the way, in this section. 26. Um, and she's going to do another silent casting, this time of message over to our guide. Um, How many sorcery points does silent cast take? So it takes one, and I've also converted one of my warlock spell slots into more sorcery points. Okay. Don't, don't we um, have those earpieces? You message to? The Crin. Crin. Anyways. Okay. Yes, we have those, but you have to speak with your voice instead uh, of uh, You can't think. Okay. Yeah. That would be super cool. Mm-hmm. What's the best way out of this? <laughs> <laughs> and you started this, but holy cow! Two words: ritual combat. It's part of their religion. I would have been a more gracious uh, individual if they had not beaten me in ritual combat. That thing that they are. Willing to challenge any. You lost in ritual combat? She bows bows her head in like the most shameful looking. You are an outcast. You should not be on these lands either. I thought if I could bring them, I could be redeemed. There may be mercy for you if there is blood for them. But we shall see. Fates decide, and the chieftain and the shaman. Come. Come. Take them. Take the outcast and its fears. We will lead them to the camp. And uh, you see one come down, this one a feminine shape. Uh, Same black eyes, same white skin. Instead of the hair on top being black, uh, the hair is like a grayish white, um, a similar style shaved on the sides and spiked. Um, but she comes up and starts like frisking you guys for weapons, touching you and everything. So I take it that my obvious three swords are now gone. <laughs> Confiscated. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, I'm gonna take it that my spear's gone too. There's no yes. need for that. I'll hand you my darts willingly. Uh, she takes them, and I'm gonna like tighten my grip on my staff, though, 
will not tell me what to do. She yanks your pistol away. And I shoot her. All right. I'm sorry, you guys. All this right. is not a good. This is not a good situation. They are oh. going to take us to a hive. I'm sorry, but okay. this has to happen. All right. So she's okay. taking it out of my okay. hands, and I'm going to arcane bolt. <laughs> uh, uh, look are at, they in a line? Like, I love John's face. Are they looks in a line? Surprised. Uh, no, they're surrounding you in a circle. Um, I'm, I'm imagining this... a bunch of shots are going to happen. Is it the same elf who's been taking everybody's weapons, or are they? Yes. No, it's the same. The same woman elf with the whitish gray hair was the one taking everyone's weapons. So she's just okay. got like. All of Sai's weapons, all of Azure's weapons, all of your weapons. She hadn't got to Innocence yet, um, and she took one gun from Kryn. All right. Um... Uh, all right, everyone. So I want um, you, you, there's this like tense, and none of you speak under common except for Innocence right now. Um, there's this tense, like, grab the gun and she's like this elf is yanking and Kryn is like quietly like yanking and the elf pulls the pistol out of Kryn's and hand second, and I get and to an- three times another one just boom 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 and not, all okay. of the elves spring into action it is crazy and that is where we're going to end our first session <laughs> of this campaign um Thank you, everyone, for game one, session one. Uh, I uh, I think that combat might take a little bit too long for us to all get a good night's sleep, so I'm just going to end it there. And uh, thanks for playing, guys. Um, oh, my oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, I guess I better take a reaction to dodge or something, because I think all the... Going to like as soon as I saw her shoot, I was gonna be like, oh no, no, we're doing this. And I was going to. I'm sorry. I'm your, I'm your guide, and I know. I am familiar with the dark elves of this moon of this planet it's... because I grew up here. Essentially, they are God. not going to take mercy on us. They are not going to have any leeway. Persuasion is going to fail unless you get a bunch of natural twenties. They're taking oh, us back to their hive, and they're taking our weapons. And I'm just like, you know what? No, we're not doing this. I am it's, not going to a nest. If I would have known power was the way to go, I would have just gone banging from the start, bro. But I don't understand any of this. I'm still stuck in the clouds about how this yeah. guy keeps changing places. I was, I was thinking we were going to do like a sneak out style where like I was uh, just bust going out with, or something. This is, this is a very tense situation and they are all watching us. So I was like, it's best to play along for right now. And then when you did that, I'm like, okay, we're switching it up. <laughs> okay, guys, yeah. let me, Yeah. like the second you said, like, I suggest, I was like, oh, no. oh, I know what I could do. And then <laughs> and I was like, and then you're like, okay, like all I need is her to put down her weapon and then I can do the suggestion thing. And then I'm like, Oh no, we're doing this. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I am not allowing this to happen today. So, Kryn, Kryn, you will go into next combat with uh, your long, your long bolt and one of your short bolts, uh, cross bolts. Uh, Innocence, you have all of your weapons. Uh, Azure, you have only your staff. Marin and Sai, you each have nothing. Um, I got my spells. 
You got spells. Sai, you got fists. And Sai's a centaur. I have my hooves. Yeah, I'm going to stop somebody. the recording here, but we can keep conversing. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Okay. Bye, recording.